You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Tell the tackle, take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, you drive down the first man who is inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows. Go right by them and field this back. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. If the YN has the linebacker in. Good morning, everyone. Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. We're doing a little chalk talk edition this morning. Kind of jumped on here last second. Let me get this cut off real quick here. Jumped on here last second. Finally got everything put together and thought, you know, we have a few minutes. Let's go ahead and knock this out. Uh, don't expect a crowd in here. However, whoever is in the chat, um, just understand we're uh, we're using NFL films, so the stream may go down temporarily, but it should come right back. The reason being is it's detecting copyright material, and of course, um, it's allowed to be used. But when you go live, they're very very nervous about something getting out there live that shouldn't be right. So what's going to happen is the stream may go down temporarily, come right back. However, when you watch this later, you'll have the video in its entirety, and then obviously the audio form on podcast will uh, will be flawless as well as far as that goes. So. Um, with that being said, we do have some people in here in the chat. We got, let's see, Carly Ray in here says, uh, uh, real early today. Yeah, we had a few minutes. Going to try to spend the day with the wife. So going to try to knock this out real quick. And then we'll be back tonight for Packers Total Access Live with, uh, of course, Paul Brettel, our Packers insider. Uh, look at this. We got Dakota in the house. All right. Let's get it done early. Yes, sir. Eric Sutherland in here. Paul Robertson. Perfect. Was looking for something to watch. And here we are. Great time. And hey, glad you're here, Paul, for sure. And uh, Dilo in the chat just says, yo, what's up, guys? So, all right, um, Paul, like I said, man, just uh, if the stream goes down, be patient. It'll come right back up. It's because of the copyright stuff. But with that being said, what we're going to do is break down the Minnesota Vikings tape, right? And uh, I've combed through this one about six times. And and I got to be real. There's some, you know, there's there's some good, right? There's a lot of bad, but there's some good. And when I say some good, I, I like the direction that the play calling's going in. And the reason being is because we're removing a lot of the sift action, right? We're removing a lot of the pulling offensive line. It seems like we've gotten back to the bread and butter of inside and outside zone run, right? Mainly inside zone. The only problem is uh, some of the RPO looks, there's some issues. You'll see it right off the bat. And, and understand, gang, that the whole purpose of doing chalk talk, yes, it's to show the details, right? And, and actually draw up what the play was designed to be 
Uh, to the best of our knowledge, I want to put this disclaimer out there. In no way, shape, or form am I trying to say if someone else sees this play different than me that I'm right and they're wrong. This is just how I see it. Draw your own conclusion and um, and go go with it from there. But the, the point of it is to go into chrono- chronological order and show you exactly how the game unfolded. One of my biggest pet peeves, especially on social media, is how people will – they'll just kind of uh, cherry pick specific plays or cherry pick a specific screen grab. And you have no context of when that play happened and the result of that drive. I've seen it numerous times this year. People will do screen grabs and be like, oh, this is the problem. And then you go watch the tape and you find out that play happened on a drive that stalled on defense. So it didn't even lead to points. Or on offense, they may show a, a big mishap. And then you find out once you go back and watch the tape that that same drive, we actually scored points. So it's like, to me, those don't have as much of an impact. Is it an issue? Yes. But when people try to approach it that way to get their narrative across, that's uh, that's just something I can't get down with. I'm just going to be completely honest. But with that being said, we're going to go in chronological order. Unless I screwed it up, hopefully we've got everything in order and we got Dilo in here. So now we can get started. Right, Dilo? Go Pack Go, man. All right, here we go. Let's do this. Hopefully, I'm assuming you guys can hear me. No one said, hey, Clayton, you, you don't have any audio, so I think we're good. <laughs> so let's roll with it. Let's start off right here. This is the opening drive, okay? I believe this was a third and one play, all right? This is one that got uh, got a lot of talk, right? And we'll just kind of roll through it here and show you what we've got. First of all, we're in an 11-gun nub left, all right? 11-gun nub left, T-same, all right? And I put absolute chaos, and you'll understand why. First of all, 11-gun, one running back, one tied in, nub is simply when the tight end is by himself attached to the line or at least in a really, really close split to the line. They're the only receiving target on that side of the ball, okay? So typically when you hear nub left, some people will go, isn't this trips right? You can say trips right. But if you say nub left, it means there's no other receivers on that side of the field. Therefore, you're not having to explain anything else. It tells people that it's got to be trips right. Okay, so some cases I'll include it. Others I won't just to kind of mix it up. But again, when you say nub left or nub right, it means there's trips on the opposite side in an 11 gun look. Okay, so 11 gun nub left T same, meaning the running back is on the same side of the field as the tight end. I put absolute chaos in all caps and you'll find out right now. Let's roll the tape. Bang. Yes, that's right. Your quarterback dropped back and no one ran a pass route. All right. And of course, he throws this dime off his back foot, but it doesn't matter because there was actually a penalty. And and it is amazing to me how many people actually um, how many people actually looked at that play as a positive. Like, Whoa, did you see that throw? If if you're trying to train your quarterback and draft a quarterback and build a game plan around someone making a fadeaway throw into coverage, I'm sorry, you're not going to see much success. And I'm not I'm not suggesting that LaFleur is doing that. I, I, I would 110% guarantee you he is not doing that. But the, the reason that I mention that, gang, is because people get excited about those off-platform throws and all that. And to me, I, I don't get excited about them. I want someone who's three-step drop, back foot plants, bang, the ball comes out on time, accurate, within the, the scheme of the play. Now, when things break down, yeah, it's great to have someone like that that can make a secondary throw, you know, or off-platform kind of secondary uh, movement throw, right? Um, But to me, it's not that important. So, again, though, we got ineligible downfield. So let's talk about why we got ineligible downfield. Now, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of chatter on Twitter about what this play call actually was, okay? I have one guy tell me 
that he thought that uh, Jordan changed the play as soon as they broke the huddle. He rubbed his chest and nobody's seen it. I think he was personally putting a mouthpiece in and wiping his hand off. I could be wrong there. But nonetheless, the important part to me is some people are saying this is supposed to be RPO, right? And if it was an RPO, then I think the RPO they're referring to is Aaron Jones out here in the flat and these guys block, right? And that's going to be the RPO action. You've got a run action here, okay? So you've got an, an option to run pass. If that was the case, then you wouldn't see these two guys getting downfield and getting college called for ineligible. Now, some people say, well, the ball would have came out before you got ineligible. I disagree. Let's roll the tape. What I want you to key in on first here, okay, is watch these two guys on the end, your nub tight end and your tackle. Keep an eye on them, all right? Roll the tape. Look at how Rashid's getting downfield. Guys, that's not an RPO. I'm sorry. I mean, if it is an RPO, he's expecting them to run the ball right here, right? Now, here's the other thing. In order for this to be an RPO, someone had to miss an assignment, right? And what I said on Twitter was everyone else on this play is run blocking. He's 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 run blocking. You could say that they're RPO blocking, but it's still technically a run block, right? So all these guys are run blocking. Watch them. And, and they're like, well, they didn't get downfield. They're, they're running in a, a zone run, okay? On zone runs, unless it calls for you to get to the second level, it's not just the fault that someone's going to the second level. You're, you're, the, the whole goal is to marry everything up. A run and a pass should look like the same exact play, right? That's the goal. Now, when you look at A.J. Dillon, I want you to key in on A.J. Dillon here this time. Watch A.J. Dillon. Simultaneously, I'll roll it slow. Watch these three guys. Okay, I'm going to clear it. Watch AJ. AJ's expecting to get the ball, right? Now, if there was a pass aspect to this, what would AJ do? He's he's literally looking back going, oh, crap, what's going on? Watch him glance back right here. He kind of looks at Jordan out the corner of his eye like, what are we doing? You got a free a free blitzer at the quarterback, right? Now, why would they let that guy free run? Because they're expecting an inside zone run. Right. It's the same principle of when you sift, when you sift into the into the run side or away from the run side, you let that edge defender go because you're trying to gain a hat at the next level. That's what you're seeing here. All right. That's why I think it was a run call. Now, the people who are defending Jordan Love and saying, nope, this RPO, this RPO, the only way it can be an RPO is if you can magically read someone's mind and say Aaron Jones didn't run his route. You're going to have a hard time convincing me that three other players got it wrong, okay? Everyone else on the field is run blocking, right? And A.J. Dillon's looking back at the quarterback like, what are we doing? Why didn't I get the ball? You understand how people are going to extreme levels, extreme measures now to defend Jordan Love. I'm not a Jordan Love hater. I think he's shown some really, really good flashes. He's shown some bad ones too. If you see it, you got to say it. But in this uh, this situation right here, I'm sorry, man. I you're, you're not going to convince me to just oh, just give him the benefit of the doubt. The the only guy on the field that didn't treat this as a running play was the quarterback. It's hard it's hard to convince me that Aaron Jones blew his assignment. These guys blew their assignment. Everyone else is showing zone blocking scheme, and Jordan Love somehow was right in this situation. So you see, there's no route, and that's the other thing too. Like when he goes right here. If he's expecting Aaron Jones to be in an RPO, this means pre-snap, Jordan Love has already made his decision. 
he's going to take the snap and he's throwing that ball out there. He's not going to cock it and look across the middle of the field. Watch this. Look where he's looking. He's like, okay, all right. Let's, that's not there. That's not there. He literally looks right, left. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem like an RPO. And again, if you disagree, it's totally cool. Here's the throw everybody was slobbering over. I'm sorry. I, I am not excited about that throw. I'm not. I don't want to see my quarterback throwing off platform when he doesn't have to. I don't want to see my quarterback throwing a jump ball on the first freaking drive of the game. Oh, and by the way, this was a third and one play. That's what sucks too, right? Well, now it's uh, yeah, this this is a third and one play. And for whatever reason, here's the other thing too. Let's roll it back. Let's pretend it's a running play real quick. Y'all want to? Let's pretend this is a running play. Imagine AJ's got the ball right there. Look at this gap. Look at the wall that just got sealed off here on this side. You see Rashid sealed, right? Elton's got his guy. There's your gap. And some people would say, oh, th this guy would probably make the tackle. I'm sorry, if he's hitting A.J. from the side, A.J.'s got momentum, he's picking up that first down. So if it is an RPO, right, then what you're telling me is Jordan decided to throw on third and one. I'm not happy about that either. Now, you can look at this and say, but look, we got the hat count. We got the hat count. Okay, cool. Fair argument if it is an RPO. Fair argument. But how many times have we gotten so frustrated that on a third and one, we decide to pass the ball rather than run it? So if it is an RPO, the Jordan Love apologists are saying they're cool with us calling a run play on third and one when we had just as decent hat count on the opposite side, seeing that the wide nine wasn't going to affect the run play. That's the way I see it. So, again, you get your penalty ineligible downfield. So now you go from a third and one, right? Here's another, here's a better look. I should have played this one too. We're spending way too much time on this one play, but again, look at this. Look at Rashid, right? Also notice Elton. Look how Elton's, he's kind of driving that guy to the side, right? He's opening that gap for A.J. Dillon. And look, look at, look at Jordan's eyes where he's at. Why is he looking left here all of a sudden? Look, he goes right. He's not, he's not throwing that ball, right? Aaron Jones is out here blocking. Now he looks left. Now you got your free runner. But again, if this is a running play, look at this. AJ gets the ball. He's right into this gap right here. And you got a first down. So that's why I don't like the play call. If they're giving Jordan all this freedom at the line, which it sounds like they are, I wish we would tone that down a bit because again, I think right there it costs us a uh, it costs us a first down on the opening drive. Now we also get a penalty, right? Ineligible downfield. That's the other thing, too. I need to do this real quick. I'm sorry. God, we spent way too much time on this play. But it, it, these are the things that are happening that people go, oh, this is a mess. Jordan Love ain't doing anything wrong. And I'm going, bro, this is just as much on him right here. So you could see, right, the reason we get called for ineligible. There's your line of scrimmage. If it was an RPO, it's, look, he's already, he's already beyond the line of scrimmage. It's already ineligible downfield. So Rasheed Walker it's either Jordan Love was wrong or Rashid Walker and Aaron Jones were wrong. But you can't have it both ways. So that's kind of how I see that play. Um, again, I could be wrong, but nonetheless, I think we would all agree that's absolute chaos, right? The first time that I've ever watched a football game in my entire life, and I'm not exaggerating, my entire life, where a quarterback dropped back to pass and there were zero pass routes, zero pass routes. Some people said they thought it might have been a screen left, but you didn't see the screen set up. And I, I – I didn't even mention it. I didn't comment on it. I don't want to try to prove people wrong. I'm just simply saying, it, you know, you've got to have blockers out there for that to be a, a screen pass. You can't just say it's a screen pass because the running back looks like he's confused. You know what I mean? I mean, you can, but 
again, that's just that's not the way I'm going to approach it. So, all right, third and six, right? We get back up third and six. So opening drive, guys, the reason I'm showing this and spending so much time on it, this has been the big struggle for the Green Bay Packers. The big struggle for the Green Bay Packers has been opening drives, right? And here you are, opening drive, third and one, you decide to pass the ball or the quarterback decided to pass the ball while it seemed like everyone else was looking run. And now you're in a third and six. So you back yourself up. This is one of the many penalties, right? Many, many penalties. And I haven't seen people highlight that specifically in uh, with the result of, hey, here's here's the outcome of how that play developed. It's because people immediately go to the argument, oh, this isn't Jordan Love's fault. Okay, got you. Well, now we're facing a third and six. So in the third and six, we go 11-gun empty, strong left T boundary, two-vert T choice, Y cross Ohio. All right. First of all, 11, 11 11-gun empty. There's your running back. There's your tight end. Obviously, it's empty. The running back's flexed out, so we say T boundary, right? There's your boundary. Why is he boundary? Let's talk about that real quick. The boundary is the short side of the field. We're on the left hash, so that means this area up here is your boundary, okay? And you see the far far side of the boundary, it is – Aaron Jones right there, okay? So 11-gun empty, strong left T boundary. We're going two-vert T choice. What that means is these are designed to be verticals routes, okay? And actually, he's going to kind of work himself inside. Jones has got a choice route. He's going deep, too, on a two-vert, but he's also got the opportunity to sit down in here if for some reason these guys decide to bail out, right? And that's exactly what happens, okay? And we've got Y-cross, so let's draw it out here again. You got your two verts, right? You've got your Y cross, which is going to be your tight end. Musgrave's going to work a little crosser, okay? And then you've got Ohio, all right? And with Ohio, it's essentially I think I think it's that's the look right there. I believe I get Ohio mixed up sometimes. It might be the opposite. I believe that's correct though. Okay, so that's going to be your Ohio look, all right? Now it was a, a free play, and it was a throwaway, or it was horrible accuracy. Okay, and and the reason I say that's because, first of all, when you get the free play, you're going to see the guy jump right here. Great job by Jordan. He's got that ability. That's that's a plus on his resume. He has he I don't want to say he's mastered. it. He hasn't mastered it, but he has really, really, really developed his ability to get the opposing defense to jump off sides. Now, the question is, can you maximize it? Right. And the reason I say throw it's either a throwaway or horrible accuracy is it's because you had options. And it's like right off the bat, he knows, okay, I'm just going to go to Jaden Reed. Now, listen, yes, in most cases, when you've seen Aaron Rodgers get a free play, he just chucked it up into coverage. But the reason being typically was because there was just one vertical route unless everyone else caught on and everyone did just go deep, right? In this case, he's got three options, really four options on this play. And I want you to look where he decides to throw the ball. That's where he decides to put it. You're not going to convince me that's okay. And people go, well, it was a free play, man. You just throw it up there and pray for something. Well, out here, you had a better matchup, first of all. And when we roll it back, I think I've got the all 22, so I'm going to roll it forward here. I want you to see some of the other options he had. This is what I mean by decision-making. You know, the people that are pretending like he's just, oh, he's fine on decision-making, he's not making any uh, any uh, any mistakes, is just silly, right? So, again, these are going to be your routes, right? Your Y cross, and then you've got Jaden Reed going deep, and then your Ohio look. Okay, so when you look at this play, and it may be the the Ohio dig might be a little bit deeper, and also you've got Jones who's just going to come out here and sit as soon as this safety right here bails. All right, so 
I'm going to show you multiple options. First of all, if I come to the line and I've got three targets on the left and I get them to jump, why in the world are you settling for this route right here? Why? Why not throw to the side where you've got two routes? Immediately, immediately take your eyes to that side of the field, read the safety, and either look for this choice or just chuck it up to Christian Watson. You you like your, your chances there more than the other side, in my opinion. Now, with Musgrave, here's the problem with Musgrave. You're going to see Musgrave try to break open, all right? And he really does. And the problem for me is now he gets a little bit of pressure in his face, and we're going to talk about the pressure here in a second. But as we roll this tape, key in on Aaron Jones at the top of the top of the screen. All right, you'll see the corner. Bell, look right here. Look, look at this right here. Wide freaking open. Look who else is coming open. Luke Musgrave. Oh, here, here's a third option that's wide open. But again, people will say, well, it's a free play. You just chuck it deep. I'm cool with you chucking it deep. But why not put your eyes on the three-target side? And, and, you know, it's okay to throw to a crosser. It's okay to throw here. And the reason I mention that, guys, is because these are the little things that matter. This mindset of, oh, just take a shot. It's a free play. Rather than, hey, let's pick up the first down. Which one is actually open, Right. You've got a first down here. You've got a first down here. I'm going to say this one isn't a first down on the crosser because he's got pressure in his face, right? But again, his mindset completely shifted to, I'm just going to throw it deep to Jaden Reed. There was no reading. Where's the matchup at? Hey, where's our hat count? There was none of that in my opinion. And now I'm going to show you why the pressure got in his face. And the Josh, if you're a Josh Myers defender, like this, <laughs> like uh, Adam Stinovich and now Brian Gudikins is, don't watch this right here. All right. So Myers sets 44 as the mock and completely guessed wrong. And I'm going to explain to you what, what I mean by that. First of all, we're talking hat counts, right? We're talking hat counts. What I mean by hat count, let's divide this in half here, okay? Where is your hat count? Every, un, everyone under the moon will tell you guys that the, the toughest pressure for a quarterback to handle is right in your lap, right in your face, right? So if there's ever a chance that, you, okay, you're, you're going you're gonna to put less protection either on the edge or – up the middle, you're going to put less protection on the edge because the quarterback can make that guy miss. The quarterback has a little more time before they get there. But when you've got pressure, I mean, literally hitting you right in the face, that's a whole different ballgame. So what, what do I mean by this? One, two, three, one, two, three, right? So you've got – right here you see the hat count. It's one-on-one, -on -one, right? Okay. On this side, let's look at the hat count. One, two, three, but this three is way out here in a wide nine. So as a center, if you come to the line and you don't know which one of these guys are blitzing, right? These guys are all showing blitz here, right? You don't know which one's coming. You have got to set this protection, in my opinion. You're going to have to set it with 58 as your mic. And what that simply means is Josh Myers has got him. He's got him. He's got him, right? And that means that Elton would have him and he would have him. And now Jordan of course, Jordan's not involved in the protection, and that makes things really, really tough. Jordan now knows this is the free runner, and guess what happens there? There's your hot. Now, if Harrison covers him up, Jordan's got to make a secondary, you know, a second action move. He's got to, right? But again, in my opinion, well, it's 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 really it's pretty much factual now. You could tell the mic is 44 right here. Okay, that's your mic. That's who Josh Myers has set as a mic. So when you set 44 to the mic. Guess what that means, guys? That means he's the mock, which means he's going to try to block him, okay? Which means Runyon's going to try to block him. You now have a free runner somewhere over here, okay? 
why not make this the free runner? Why not make the wide nine the free runner? And the reason being is because Josh Myers set the protection wrong. You already see he's looking right here too, right? Now watch what he does here as we roll it. Okay, here we go. Ready, set, go. All right, look where Myers goes. Okay, so now his idea is I'm blocking him. Elton's blocking him. Rashid's blocking him, right? Okay, if that's the case, then that means path the least resistance. Runyon's got to block 58. Who's Tom blocking? He can't block two. And here's, here's the insult to injury. Watch these two guys. They mugged the A-gap, right? And now they're bailing. So you literally could not have set the protection any worse on this play if you're Josh Myers. So if we roll it back, watch John Runyon again. John Runyon gets hands on 58, expects Myers to help. I got to go back and try to get 91. It's too late. That's why Jordan can't throw this crosser that's about to come open right here. And that's why he can't hit the out route either. He's just got to chuck that thing up right here. Again, I don't like the decision. If he'd have been looking at Aaron Jones, you've got a clear throwing lane over here, right? It's a negative play on Myers. It's a negative play on Jordan Love, in my opinion. And uh, that's the reason these type of deals, you know, stall out, especially on the open and drive. And look at that ball. That's what I meant by it's either a bad throw or a throwaway. That's horrible, guys. He missed this guy for, by, for four yards. Of all the passes we've seen Jordan chuck up and hold and 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 hang them up short. Why not hang it up on a free play? And the answer is, the answer is in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. He doesn't have a grab on his accuracy. That's the only answer. Unless he just decided, all right, let's just throw it away. And I, I don't think he did. So you've seen Josh Myers set the protection wrong, right? You've seen Jordan Love make a couple bad decisions on the first two plays. We're still in a third and one situation here because of the free play, right? So what are we going to do? Let's run the freaking ball, right? Let's run the ball. And I just put Josh Myers, right? Josh Myers. And again, let me look. I didn't write it down, but this looks like an ace 11, strong left, nasty. And you've got uh, Watson kind of playing attached there, almost in a wing spot. And you're in a, a pistol ace. So it's technically a pistol formation where the running back is directly behind the quarterback. All right. Watch Josh Myers. Keep your eyes on Josh Myers right here. It's kind of hard to see in this angle, and I got a better angle for you. Look at that. 
And and there are so many people saying, oh, well, he's a good pass blocker. I could give a rat's rear end how good of a pass blocker he is if he is an absolutely horrible run blocker. So, again, when you watch this play, key in on Josh Myers right here, okay? Really want you to key in right here. And you, and you think, okay, this is a, an inside zone uh, left, okay, is basically what this run is. All right. So I want you to imagine. Seal, right? Block, block. Myers, if anything, yeah, you could get to the second level, but the problem is, like Mike Wall pointed out, if it's an inside zone right run, okay, what you're looking to do is block here, block here, right? Here, Myers is he's going to hand him off, and then you're going to see running get to the next level. Well, watch what Myers does. Mike Wall said, yeah, the problem is he went the wrong direction. What, what are you doing? Look at this. <laughs> and, and you'll notice this as well. Watch Runyon, right? Runyon and Tom kind of bang into each other there. Tom's still not out of position. He can still make this run go, right? The problem is look at Myers. So two plays in a row, Myers makes huge mistakes. One setting the protection, the second time not even know where the run's going. And, and some people go, that gap's right there in the middle. That's where they're no, that's not where they were designed to run. Look, watch, watch AJ's feet. He's looking to counter out to the right just a touch, right? You're trying to sell off that inside. The play gets completely blown up because Josh Myers whiffs. He gets smacked in the back of the head. What? Watch 97. Get off me, dude. You see that almost every single running play. Josh Myers ends up on the ground somehow, some way. That's and again, now you're punting. That's how you get blanked in the first quarter and even the first half, making mistakes like that on the quarterback, on the center, all the way across the board. And and here's the thing, I was I was absolutely going after Matt Lafleur early in the season, saying you've got to simplify this. You have got to simplify this offense. You guys heard me say it over and over and over. I've seen Matt Lafleur do that with the run blocking scheme and they're still making mental mistakes, which goes back to exactly what Mike Wall talked about with it doesn't look like they're teaching fundamentals over there. So, all right, here's your first Joe Barry apologist uh, post, okay, or video breakdown. <laughs> so we all knew Minnesota wasn't great at running the football coming in. We knew that Kirk Cousins was one of the better quarterbacks in the league as far as passing. I think he was second in the league as a team. They were second in the league for passing yards per game. Now, some can say, oh, that's because they're down all the time. That could be the case. It's neither here nor there. That's that's the fact. Those are the stats, right? So when you look at this set right here, watch what they come out in. They come out in a 21-I, okay? Two running backs, one tight end, I formation. That typically triggers – our base package. I know there's a lot of people out there that say Joe Barry just runs the same vanilla crap, right? Well, we came into it. First of all, all season long, when they're in base, we're in base. For some reason, Joe Barry chose to go nickel against their base in this game. And I want you to look at this. He, he called a perfect play, okay? And what we have is nickel two, four, five. There's your two down linemen. Here are your four linebackers, okay? We're going cover one man. I know all he does is run coverage or run quarters. I got you. Well, here's another of how how many times have you guys heard me say every single week during Chalk Talk, we're playing more man coverage than people are giving him credit for. Like, I keep pointing it out. So this is cover one man. We're going triple rat on this play, okay? What does that mean? So cover one man, obviously, you've got a deep safety back here covering there, right? We're going cover one, 
triple rat. Rat coverage is when you're playing like an underneath zone in combination. It doesn't have to be in combination with man coverage, but most of the time it is, okay? What you have here is man coverage, man coverage, okay? And I want you to watch how we end up with three guys at this level playing underneath. This is a perfect play call by Joe Barry. Ready? Look at this rat. See it? Perfect position to make the play. And Quay drops the interception. That That is, I think, the fifth drop interception this defense has had this year. Could you imagine if all of those had been caught, how we would be looking at this turnover differential and how – because now the argument immediately shifts to, I heard it all week long, this, this defense just doesn't produce – Joe Barry doesn't produce turnovers. He can't catch the ball for them, right? And, again, I don't think Joe Barry is a great defensive coordinator. But when the tape keeps showing people dropping interceptions, I can't blame the D.C. for that. Like, I guess he needs to stay after practice and, and help them learn how to catch a ball. I don't I don't understand what you want from him. So that was a big missed opportunity. With all that being said, guys, all those mistakes in the first, what, nine minutes of the ball game, however long it was, it's still zero to zero, and we have the ball back. The defense gets the ball back to the offense. So you still got an opportunity to go up here in the first quarter, right? All right, so here we are. We're going to fast forward to 634 left in the first quarter. It's a second and six play. And we're going to come out in a 12-gun, nasty balance, T-right, double chip, 91-49 T-shoot, okay? those are That's your route combination. That's your play call, all right? With the double chip, obviously, you're going to have two chip blocks, and then they're going to go out, okay? With the 91, um, I don't have – let me pull my route tree up. I'm not even going to pull the route tree up. We'll just play it here. Okay, your T-shoot obviously is a shoot route on a diagonal over here. Let's see how this play develops. Let's roll the tape. Jordan drops back. This is the drop by Aaron Jones that everybody's like, hey, his receivers need to catch the ball. It's not Jordan Love's fault they can't catch the ball. Listen, if the ball hits the receiver's hands, I agree. They got to catch it, right? But here's the problem I have with Jordan on this play. Watch how late the ball comes out. The ball should be out right now. You already went through your read. You know the ball should be coming out. And look at where the ball is thrown. Guys, that's, that's, that is – when you throw to the flat, you're looking to get that ball out right now. You're looking to get the ball into his hands right now so he can catch it, turn up field, and pick up that first down. Instead, the ball comes out late. It comes out high. And, again, Aaron should have caught the ball. But even if he catches the ball, look how exposed he is from this high pass. That is a really, really inaccurate pass. Imagine he catches it, hauls it in. You got this guy with a full head of steam. He's probably getting the first down, but he's probably getting plastered going out of bounds too. So, again, negative play for Aaron Jones, but also a negative play for Jordan Love. And immediately people are, well, he dropped the pass. His receivers are dropping the pass. Yes, he dropped the pass. But that's not a positive play for, for Jordan Love. The ball came out late, and he threw it high and towards the defense. That's just the way I see it. All right. So third and six, uh, very next play, I believe it was. Notice the play clock. You know, everybody used to get frustrated over Aaron running the play clock. Now I think we can all put to bed now. It's it's actually Matt LaFleur that likes to run the play clock down. Um, although Aaron didn't mind it because he liked to, you know, get as much information from the defense as possible. But, uh, yeah, how many times did we see Aaron get mad, screaming, get the play and get the play on? They had to burn a timeout, and he's shaking his head, walking to the sideline. Everybody's going, man, he's such an a-hole. Well, here we are with one second left trying to get this snap off, right? But that's not the point of the play. Um, right here, third and six, we come out in 11-gun empty, strong right T boundary, Ohio Y climb, 
we're going tosser. Okay. So essentially what you're looking at here with this 11 gun, here is your T boundary, obviously. Okay. You're going strong, right? Which makes it a trips, right? Look with the tight end included. All right. Let's roll the tape. Jordan drops back. He looks, throws across. This is another one that got labeled a drop. All right. So he's going to the Y cross, right? And you can see what they're trying to work here. Is they're trying to they're trying to work tosser in, in conjunction with Y cross. Okay. So I, I don't I don't hate the read here, right? So you're going a little crosser, and then tosser is a route concept where it's basically two slants back to back. Okay. Uh, I want you to focus on Dobbs. That's probably the guy you want to throw the ball to. I don't mind him going to Luke Musgrave, but it's good coverage. I mean, watch this, right? There you see the tosser develop. Look at look at down here. If he just takes his eyes through his progressions and looks right, you've got Romeo Dobbs open for a first down. So instead he decides to go to Musgrave, right, and it gets broken up. And immediately people, you know, on Twitter, ah, you know, Musgrave with another drop. Jordan can't do anything with this offense. Watch this. Not a bad throw. Could have been a little bit further out. But I want you to look at why it, why it falls incomplete. If I could take it a little bit further. You see that black right there? That is the defender's hand on the tight end's hands. <laughs> People were like, oh, hit Musgrave in the face. He can't even catch football. No, wrong. The defender made a play on that ball. And again, why am I bringing that up? Real simple. If you go back and watch the evolution of the play here, look at Dobbs at the bottom. Sets him up outside. Bang, good release. Right there is your play. If, if you look here, first of all, you've got Musgrave open, right? But you got to put a little further out here, and he doesn't get a hand on that ball or a hand on Musgrave. But also, look at look at Dobbs here. So, I don't know. I don't think it's a horrible play for Jordan Love, but this picture that people have painted that this is just a drop by Musgrave is inaccurate. The defender got his hand on the ball, on his hand, and broke it up, and you had a better option in Dobbs on the front side. Again, you'll see it again right here. Bang, bang, smacks it out. See his hand right there on his hands. So it wasn't just hitting Musgrave in the chest. The defender made a good play on the ball. Um, again, I don't hate the decision by Dobbs, but I'm not going to sit here and bury my head in the sand like so many other people and go, well, there wasn't another option. There was a much better option on that play. All right, um, let's now fast forward to four minutes and five seconds left. Obviously, we're still getting shut out. They're now on our side of the 50. We're on defense. We come out in a nickel two, four, five, cover six, zone match, green dog, and Jire gets absolutely cooked right here, okay? So, again, with the cover six, what I'm seeing is down here at the bottom, if I remember correctly, you're going to have deep quarter, deep quarter, they're, you know, it's a zone match, so there's certain principles we don't know exactly what the play call is and how they would match it. The green dog is real simple, that if uh, if a certain guy doesn't go out, then a linebacker is going to blitz. One of these backers are going to blitz, okay? And then out here, I believe, is where Jair is. Yeah, right here is Jair. I think that's Jair, if I remember correctly. Let's roll it here. Is that Ja? I may have gotten this. Yeah, that's Ja. So you can see he's kind of playing this cloud over here, right? To the best of my knowledge, he's going to carry him, pass him off to the two and to the to the to the safety at the second level. And then he's also looking to play underneath here. But you can see where the thread is, right? I think this is the play where he falls. Yeah. 
No, he just gets burnt. Never mind. Never mind. That's a different play. This is just Ja playing zone match principle on the outside, and he gets cooked by the rookie. Then he misses the tackle. That's the other thing. Like, this is what you've seen all year long. He gets cooked. Then he misses the tackle. Luckily, Rudy coming in. So here, let me get him on the freaking ground. And this is what I don't like. Look at Jair immediately goes, hey, it's third down, third down. You you got cooked and missed the tackle. And you're gloating about third down. I have, I have a hard time believing that's just him communicating. But uh, you guys know I've, I've grown pretty sour on, on Jai here lately, man. It sucks because he showed so much promise. Hopefully, he can turn it around. Hopefully, it is just the back. I don't know. But um, all right. So third and one play. Nickel two four five cover one man. We're going triple rat again. You've seen this all game long, and we're only rushing two on this play. This is wild. We're only going to rush two. If I remember correctly, these are the two we're going to rush. And essentially, what you're playing here with triple rat is you're look you're you're saying okay. Obviously, they're in an empty set. To me, I think this might have been a check. Remember when we talked about there needed to be a check at the line whenever they go empty? You guys remember us talking about that? And I think Joe Barry even mentioned it. I think that was the look here. They come out in an 11 personnel, and I believe what happened. They came out in 11. They went empty, so we checked to this, which was rush two, triple rat. Do I love the call? Absolutely not. I don't. But when, you, when you're telling me you're only rushing two and there's a guy this open, there's a blown coverage somewhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if you roll it back and look where Hawkinson comes out at, okay, right here is Hawk. They love – people. It's, it's on tape now, guys. It's on tape that if we if we run these 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 tight trip sets and we run bunch and half diamond and all that stuff, it's going to give this defense fits. Now you see them communicating, right? You see Keyshawn communicating. You see Rasul looking back at him. They're talking, right? They're trying to figure this thing out. As the ball snapped, you'll see Hawk run the wheel. You'll see the guy that was on Hawk get completely walled off, and now it's just on Nixon to try to rebound. Okay. So, again, I don't know all of the rules and if this was illegal or not, but you'll basically see their receiver block on a passing play. All right? Right there. Watch him. I mean, he literally just runs through our guy, knocks him down. And, of course, Preston is playing back in coverage too. That's how you get all those guys into coverage. So, a blown coverage somewhere. Again, if you had told me, all right, man, we with 100% certainty know that this is a passing play, right? And we're going to drop, you know, nine into coverage and only bring two. I would go, all right, well, everybody's covered. Just watch the quarterback. Make sure he doesn't scramble. Again, I don't love the play call, but just make sure he doesn't scramble. He literally took the snap and had her open receiver immediately. That That is someone blowing an assignment. And it could have been Sewell, you know? I'm not saying that led to them trading him. This was definitely Sewell's worst game. And you guys know I am totally against them trading Sewell. I love Rasul Douglas. I think he was a a great piece to this team. But anyway, just a mass confusion right there. All right. So they're up seven to nothing now, right? We get the ball back. Offense is back on the field. Second and five. We go 11 gun empty, strong right, T curl or T weak, X curl, slot cross, double leak. All right. So again, 11, 11 gun empty. We're going T weak. So the, the, the T is on the weak side of the field, which is AJ Dillon kind of playing this wing up here. Okay. And essentially what we've got is, X curl, slot cross, double leak. All right, your X is your receiver opposite your tight end on the line of scrimmage, so this is your X, okay? So he's going to run a curl, all right? And then you're going to go slot cross, 
and uh, double leak. So slot cross, as you guys know, is a crosser with a dig on the backside. They love this concept. They've run the crap out of it this year. Um, unfortunately, we ain't been able to hammer the dig as much as we want to. Um, I think it's because we're seeing a little bit of panic in the quarterback play. That's just me personally. So your X curl, your slot cross, and then you're going double leak. So these guys are both going to leak out underneath. Okay, so you've got plenty of options here for Jordan. Let's drop, drop back, see what happens. You can't hold the ball that long. You just can't. You cannot hold the ball that long. You've got to have better pocket awareness. Let's watch the clock at the bottom. Start at 13. One, two, three, four. He got hit at the four-second mark. I mean, you, you, you can't expect to hold the football for four seconds. That clock has got to go off, and you got to get out of the pocket. And imagine he does roll right right here, okay? Here's the thing. You're going, oh, Clayton, well, you know, he didn't see anybody open. Why did he not see anybody open? Because he's probably looking too far down the field. I want you to look at the options he has. Look look up top. Guys, this is a second and five play. Look at AJ. If that ball comes out on time, you've got him. Look right here. Look at Musgrave at the bottom. But where are Jordan's eyes? Down the field on a second and five. We got to stay on schedule. You got to stop trying to hit the home runs. You got to. Again, he's still got Musgrave. I think he sees him now, but unfortunately he's getting sacked because he stood in the pocket too long. Here's a better look right here. All right, let's see it. Dropping back. What's downfield? You got a window right there for Jaden, actually. It's I don't like the throw, but that's where he's looking is right here, right? See how all that opened up? They they look like they're playing two on the shelf, which means middle open, not middle close, right? So you're looking there. If if at this point you haven't pulled the trigger on that because you got to be anticipating him coming across the middle, then you got to be looking to your checks. You got to be, right? You'll see, drops back. It was there, but I don't like the throw because if you're reading body language, you can see this guy's he's already kind of fading back in that area. But go to your check down. It's second and five. Stay on schedule. Instead, you take a sack. That's on Jordan. Sorry. So, dang, what did we see at the end there? Let's roll it back. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, maybe not. I was going to say the slot cross. I mean, there is a pretty big window there, but he's already getting hit. You can see the window there for the, the backside dig or the dig rather. So anyway, got to take your check downs. Refuse to do it. Absolutely refuse to take check down. So still seven, nothing. Now we're in the second quarter, 1356 left. We come out in a nickel two, four, five. Uh, we're going to run a weak TE cover three spot drop. All right. That's what we're going to be running here. So when we say weak TE, what are we talking about? The weak side of the formation. You see the bunch up here. That's what I would consider the strong side. Hawks up top in that bunch set. Okay. And when we say weak TE, a TE stunt. Let me get back to some color here so you guys can see it. A TE stunt, the way that works is the tackle goes first. The first letter goes first. The second loops. Okay. So with a TE stunt, what this tackle is looking to do is go ahead and then allow the end to loop off of him, okay? So his goal is to occupy two people, all right, and then allow Gary to try to get a free run at the quarterback here. We're going cover three spot drop. If I remember correctly, these are going to be your cover threes, okay, on the outside. it may Actually, it may be Nixon. I can't remember. And then, of course, Jaws going to have cover three. And with spot drop, you're simply dropping back and covering a zone, right? And I want you to really key in. You'll see it better on an angle here in a second. Watch Devondre and watch Jair Alexander here, okay? 
So you're going to see a, a converted pass across the middle, and you're going to see why on the next angle, right? Right here, you're going, dang, how did he get that open, right? I want you to roll back. Imagine I'm telling you to play spot drop here, okay, both Jair and Devondre Campbell, meaning if there's no threat out here, then just drop into coverage and play a little zone, right? So with that, if, if that's the case and they're working in conjunction with each other on spot drop, right, the only thing that could screw that up is someone attacking down here, right? This receiver is going out in the route. He's the one that they're going to hammer to, okay? So what is, what is the threat? The running back, right? Did the threat get out here in the flat? And how did they get that open? How did he get that open on the dig, right? I'll show you right here. Look, there's still no threat. There's nothing on the bottom. So how did he get so open? This next angle is going to answer that question for you. <clears throat> All right. Watch this. We know what this receiver does now. We know we know now there's no running back down there, right? Watch Jair and watch Devondre Campbell. What are they what are they breaking on? Look at both of them. What did they see right there? <laughs> like there's no threat on that side of the field and they both break. What's that tell you? They're simply, they're not thinking scheme. They're reading the quarterback's eyes. The quarterback walked them over in that direction with their, with his eyes. And they know there's no other option over there. It made no sense. You know, the drill we see in training camp where, where the, and I'm not suggesting they should stop doing this. Listen, I'm not a coach. Okay. I'm just a stupid fan that, Likes to break down the tape. You know, they do the drill where the, the coach, you know, tells them back, right, left. They're teaching them to read the eyes, right? That's that's the whole purpose. Sometimes they'll do it with a football in their hand, and they'll turn their head, and they want the DB to, to go with, with the head turn. The problem is you've got to have the situational awareness. You've got to have the football IQ to know there's no target over there. You got faked out for no reason. This is a perfect play call. Right here, Devondre should be covering it. He should be latching on and covering that up in spot drop because there's no other threat in his zone. Jair has nobody in the freaking zip code with him. So I don't know what he's doing, but they both buy it. That's just enough. There's the pass, first down. Joe Barry's a moron. So makes no sense, man. Makes no sense to me at all. Um, all right, so first and 10, a little later in that drive. They're now moving the rock. They're down to the 32-yard line. It's 12-31 left in the second quarter, first and 10 play. Minnesota's up 7 to nothing. We come out in our 34 jam, right? 34, playing head up over the uh, over the center in a zero tech, maybe a little shade. And then we're going to do cover three spot drop once again, right? Drop. I think he's dropped. And I think you got a safety deep down the field right now. These guys are just dropping in the zone, okay? They're just dropping in the zone. That's what they're going to be doing, all right? We're bringing five on this play. Okay, so here let's do it in red so you can see it a little bit better. I'm pretty sure these are the five we brung. All right, so basically your three down linemen and your edge rushers. Everyone else is in spot drop, first and 10 play, keep everything in front of you. You're kind of playing the run to the pass here, right? So there's a play fake. You see Rudy Bell out. He doesn't buy it. Pretty decent coverage. Hawk got into a conversation in the chat. Now, I won't say who it was with, but got into a conversation in the chat where People were saying, well, we just need to put a put Jair on Jordan Addison and put a safety over on two. And I'm going, I thought Jair was a shutdown corner. You're not going to find another shutdown corner in the league that needs safety help over the top if you're going to play man coverage. <laughs> I don't agree with just logging up man coverage the entire game. I definitely don't agree with putting a safety over the top two. And I said my response was you can't do that because they got Hawk. And it's what the response then was, well, Hawk isn't that good. 
Hawk doesn't, you know, Hawk isn't that same level of threat as Addison, whatever. And I pointed out actually TJ Hawkinson. I know we like the bash of Hawkins for trading and getting him from Detroit. TJ Hawkinson is second in the league in receiving for tight ends, only behind Travis Kelsey. So this is one of those plays where pretty good play call, pretty good execution, great throw by Kurt, Kurt Cousins. This is this is what we mean by an accurate quarterback. Again, right here, you you see exactly how he gets so open. This receiver runs straight into Douglas, walls him off and frees it up for Hawk underneath. Could that have been a penalty? Possibly, right? And you can actually see people say, well, no, he has the right to run his route. Does he have the right to put his hand on his back and his shoulder? Look right here. That right there is not allowed after five yards down the field. Now, you could say they both make contact. Okay, I'll, I'll concede to that. But, again, that's how he gets open, little rub, beautiful throw, beautiful catch, great timing. Hawkinson is a great tight end, Kirk Cousins, uh, definitely maximizing him, especially with Justin Jefferson out. Um, I couldn't imagine what this game would have been like if they had a healthy Justin Jefferson. My goodness. But, uh, all right, so now they're up to 10 to nothing. The defense held. We held them to a field goal, okay? 10 nothing, 421 left in the second quarter. Still nothing on offense for the Packers. Um, so here we go, second and six. We come out in 11 gun, doubles on, strong left, T-strong. We're going Ohio curls, okay, Ohio curls. So with an Ohio route, we talked about it earlier. It's going to be a streak or a go, right, with an out underneath. Probably be on the first down, so just ignore the depth there. And then you're going to have curls on this side. And I don't think this is the stagger curl, so this is just two curls up here, okay? So that's the play call, all right? And there is nothing with the T, which means he probably is in here pass blocking. So you got some extra guys in here to help block. Let's roll the tape. Jordan drops back. This is the whole shot, okay? So look at how this developed. Let's look at the play calling itself. Watson was covered on the curl. I think that was Reed that was covered on the curl. I think that's Reed. If not, then that's Dobbs up there. You can see Luke Musgrave's kind of getting mugged. He's covered up, but you've got a hole shot opening up right here. Okay. This hole shot was there multiple times in this game. I'll show this, I'll show another one here a little later in the fourth where Jordan just missed it. Guys, on a hole shot, what we mean by that, if we roll it back here, give you a little bit better look. On a hole shot, it simply means this guy's going to be playing underneath and you've got a safety up top here. So this right here, I'll do in a different color. This is what we call the hole, okay? I call it the bunker. I've, I heard it called by a high school coach, referred to as a bunker. In a, in a cover two, when you're attacking a normal cover two, and that's not the case here, when you're attacking a normal cover two, there's three soft spots to it. You've got two bunkers, and then you've got the base down the middle of the field, all right? And the base is typically more open in a cover two than the bunker is because it's a tight throw. you got to throw this ball. This is an Aaron Rodgers special. you got to throw it nose down. I mean, it's got to be on a freaking line. And you'll see Jordan kind of lollipops it. You cannot throw a whole shot like that. We're lucky that wasn't picked. See how he just lollipopped it? Again, when you drop back, when he hits right here, fire that thing. That thing should be coming out right now, throwing with anticipation, and hitting your boy right here in stride. And, and you know, how many times did we see it with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers to Greg Jennings? This is that Greg Jennings special where he would catch that whole shot, then throw a juke on, and hit on up the field. You know what I'm talking about? He catch that whole shot, make the safety miss, and he was gone. You don't you don't see that happening with these receivers, but you darn sure don't see the quarterback firing that thing in there. And again, you can say he's got pressure. Yes, he has pressure now, right? The ball should be out right now. 
You should be anticipating that throw. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Instead, you wait to the last second and you have to lollipop it. I'd rather you not throw it if you're going to lollipop it, right? Lucky it wasn't picked. If anything, all right, scramble drill. Move to your left. Create create uh, some a little bit of time, but that's just a really, really bad look there. That was the Dontavian Wicks, too. So that's how you stall out again. We end up getting three points on that drive, however, um, or before halftime. So now we're in the third quarter. It's 10 to 3. The offense has just been absolutely horrible, right? The defense, we hold Minnesota, who was, like I said, the, the second best passing offense, according to yardage itself. To the best of my knowledge, that was the number I seen on SIS. So strong passing game. Kirk Cousins protects the football pretty well. Um, obviously having a decent year. Uh, now he tears his Achilles, but that's we'll talk about that later. Um, with all that being said, the defense holds the Minnesota Vikings to 10 points in the first half. If you had told me the offense is only going to score three points in the first half, I would think this is probably going to be 17 to three then. It's probably going to be 21 to three, maybe even 24 to three, because that's a long time for that defense to be on the field. It's only 10 to three. So the defense kind of held strong throughout the course of the offense struggling again. And again, we showed you why the offense struggled trying to pass on third and one, nobody being on the same page. Josh Myers setting the protection wrong. Josh Wires missing on a, uh, Josh Myers missing on a run block. All those things compiling, right? All right, we're coming out in a nickel two four five. We're going to cover one hole. This is a I, I put soil playing zone match because I'm just not sure. It looks to me like everyone across the field is playing man coverage, cover one hole, man coverage, man coverage, right? I think the I can't remember who is in the hole here. I believe he's man coverage. So this is your hole, and then you've got a deep safety across the middle. I don't think it's him. I think there's another one back there. I didn't do a hat count here, but it doesn't matter. What I want you to focus in on is Russell Douglas. Everyone else here is playing cover one hole and watch Sewell, right? Everyone's in cover one man. Sewell goes, take him. Who take him? The hole? So you're just randomly going to tell <laughs> this linebacker to pick up this receiver when he's supposed to be playing middle zone? And, and when you're playing that hole zone, guys, your whole goal here is you're reading the quarterback, man. And this is a third and nine. First of all, you make sure he doesn't scramble. We're not too concerned with Kirk Cousins scrambling. But you're taking that option underneath away, right? And you'll see right here, Jonathan Owens is spinning down to cover this guy, man, to co man coverage. Everyone on the field is playing man coverage except for Russell Douglas. And you'll see he just kind of, eh, let him go. And, and this is how you know is you know Sewell's wrong here. Everyone else is in man coverage, right? And look, now he's covering along with one other guy. That's on Sewell there. I, I don't I could be wrong, but someone else explain it to me. If it's his own match, Russell was the only one that got the message, the memoir. And, and it, here's the thing, too. Like, it's just like the Jordan Love play earlier. If everyone else on the field is doing one thing and there's one player doing the opposite, I'm sorry. You're not going to convince me that one player was right and everybody was wrong. Here you'll see him again. Take him. I, I think he just had a mental lapse and thought, okay, we're playing zone again. And the reason we know this isn't zone match is because if it if it was zone match, this guy wouldn't be covering him on this deep crosser, right? Now, there's a lot of different calls within zone match, but everything else suggests man coverage. So tough look there. Again, PFF agreed. They gave Sewell horrible grade in this game. And – 
and I don't want this to come across like, oh, now that Rasul's been traded, Clayton's bashing him. No, dude, Rasul was the second best defender we've had this year, and everybody makes mistakes. If there was anyone who earned a little right to make a mistake in this game, it was Rasul Douglas because he's played great all year long. So let's fast forward, 12.58 left. It's a third and one play. We're going nickel two four five cover three spot drop. You're catching the theme, right? We played a whole lot of spot drop in this play. All right, Cousins back. You see that? <laughs> Guess who that is? It slips and falls. This is the play I thought I was uh, hitting on earlier. Watch, watch Jair Alexander up top. Okay, we're playing, we're playing zone, right? So he's got to protect this zone here and be willing to drive down on anything in the flat. And there is a little, a little flat right there. But right now, he he can't give up on that flat yet. He's got to cover this guy. He's got to stay on this guy, right? So you see he starts to bite. Kirk gives it a little look. This right here is supposed to be your highest-paid corner. Look at his feet, guys. Look at his feet. And he slips. First down. Jair got cooked. One of many, many times in this game that he uh, he just got, got dominated. All right. Later this drive, third and goal, 928 left in the third quarter. Nickel 245, cover three, um, quad sticks. Basically, there's going to be uh, uh, four, uh, we're, we're playing four guys on the goal line here. It, it's one of those plays where it's okay, third and goal. You play the goal line. Everybody said it so many times. Why are they playing so deep? They're playing this goal line and they're ready to attack the ball no matter where it's thrown, right? I don't know why, but Owens matches three. It makes no sense. What I mean by three. When, when you hear someone say that's the one, that's the two, that's the three, you start from the outside and work yourself in. That's the one receiver. That's the two receiver. That's the three. I know Hawk is a tight end, but he's still referred to as the two. That's that's a simple way for defense coordinators and, and defensive play callers to communicate whose assignment goes where, okay? So for whatever reason, to me, it looks like he's the only one doing this, but Jonathan Owens just latches on to three and carries him as if it's zone match, right? And I want you to I want you to understand why it's why it was the wrong call, okay, or the wrong play. That's why he's so open. And people immediately said Rasul got cooked. Look at Rasul looking over, going, "Bro, what are you what are you doing?" I thought I had safety help on the inside. If you watch it again, you'll notice Sewell is going to be playing outside technique. He's going to wall it off to where this guy can't get outside. What he's doing is he's funneling that receiver back inside where Jonathan Owens is supposed to sit down right in here, okay? And he's supposed to read this bunch look. For whatever reason, he peeks left, and as soon as the ball snapped, he sees three and just runs with him, right? That's that's not his responsibility there. These guys are playing quad sticks, right? They're playing down here like we said that we wanted them to play all year long. They're playing the goal line and keeping everything in front of them here, right? So watch Jonathan Owens carry the three over. Look at Ja. Ja's got the three because he's supposed to cover that deep zone. Right. And you can see right here, I think he kind of realizes, oh, crap, I screwed up. Yeah, that was your zone, bub. Now, let's let's take it back again. Imagine Jonathan Owens stays at home. He doesn't even worry about the three right here. He knows he's going to have help over there. Quay's kind of helping right now. See Quay up here? He's already kind of helping. OK, now look at look at Douglas's uh, form right here. Look at his posture, his positioning. He's walling off that outside. Hawk sees it, cuts inside. Wide freaking open. Wide open. And it's because Owens carried the three and he shouldn't have. And you can see Sewell's like, what are we doing? <laughs> so just another miscommunication there. I don't I don't blame the play call there. 
again, people want them to play quad sticks. You want them to play the goal line. Don't let every, you know, don't let anything in front of, or don't keep everything. Don't worry about keeping everything in front of you. They do it. And they get absolutely torched. Right. Um, all right. So now we get the ball back eight Oh nine left in the third quarter. It's now 17 to three third and eight play here. All right. Um, we come out in 11 gun, double strong, right. T wing, double chip dagger, Z fly Y cross, T choice. That, is that a long enough name call for you? <laughs> Let's see if we can decipher out what this stuff is here real quick. First of all, double chip is just a double chip block. We'll talk about it as the play develops. You're going to go dagger, okay? And with dagger, if you guys remember, um, it's essentially you've got a deep route, okay? And then, God, I hate it when it does that. You've got a deep route, and then you're going to have a route that's underneath as well. I think it's actually inside is the dagger approach. Yeah, so I believe you're going to go like this with the dagger, okay? And then you got Z fly. Your Z receiver is at the bottom. Why is he the Z? Because he is on the same side as the tight end. That makes him the Z, all right? He's just going to run a fly route, okay? He's just going to run a go. You're going to have a Y cross, okay? So you're kind of attacking at levels, clearing out the safeties. Then you're going to have a T choice route, okay, for the tailback. Let's roll the tape. couple different options here. It's a third and eight play. I get it, right? That's what I don't get. This is the interception, all right? This is another one of those plays, just like the Musgrave play, where people said this was a drop. This is a drop by the receiver. Guys, the ball is thrown in between two defenders, and it's thrown behind the receiver and short. If Jaden Reed catches that, makes that catch, that's a great catch, a big play. That's awesome. Now we got something cooking. But in the film room, the coaches are giving Jordan Love a negative mark on that play. That is, that's a horrible decision and a horribly thrown ball. Well, it hit the receiver. It hit the receiver because the receiver had to stop what he was doing in his route, come back to the football high point it over a defender in between another defender. That's that's a hospital ball if this guy on the outside, this DB, actually reacts the proper way and just nails a receiver. And, again, it was somewhat lucky that the defender came up with the ball, but that is a horrible decision, guys, horrible decision. We may have a better angle. I want to see if we got the all-22. I may not, though. I tried not to waste too much time trying to get the all-22 where we could just draw it up on the TV copy. But man, that's painful watching that return. That's for sure. You'll get a little bit better look here. Yeah, look at the placement of that ball. <laughs> I think Reed's as surprised as anyone that he's even getting the ball. Like he's covered, guys. He is completely covered. He has to come back to the ball, opposite shoulder, throws him into harm's way, and then the ball gets ripped out and picked. Horrible decision. If we don't have the all 22, I'm going to take the time to go back because I want to see if there's a better option. Again, there it is again. I can't blame Jaden Reed on that play, guy. That's not a drop. I'm sorry. The, the defender was in, in position to make the play the entire time, man. I, again, I want Jordan Love to succeed more than anybody, but we got to call it like we see it, man. You've got to call it like you see it. I'm going to see if I can get back here because I think there was a couple of options underneath. It's a third and eight play, but – yeah, as he lets it go, you can kind of see right here, right, separation. Look where Musgrave's getting getting ready to clear out to. Now, would he have had a first down? I don't know. But another thing to look at, yeah, that's probably your best option. You had to go at the bottom. So, 
pretty sure it was a go. It might have been an out, but nonetheless, there you go. Let's uh, fast forward here and get past all this nonsense watching these purple guys smoke our head again. It's just a horrible throw. I can't believe I, I was blown away when people aren't going, another drop. Bro, he threw the freaking thing. He underthrew him, threw it on the opposite shoulder, then the route was designed to run, and you're blaming the receiver? Like, there's plenty of blame to go around, don't get me wrong, but my goodness. So, obviously, you turn that ball over. Now, Minnesota's driving again. This is a nickel, two, four, five, cover one man, linebacker blitz. All right, so essentially what you're doing here is you're going nickel, two, four, five. There's your two down linemen there, your linebackers, right? And you're going cover one man, meaning you don't have a hole. You don't have a robber. Um, it's just – it's real simple. Play design, it's us against them. This guy's playing deep safety. You're going to have the linebacker fire on a blitz. Okay, so essentially what you got is you're bringing five. This guy's man coverage here, man coverage here, man coverage here. And you see they got a guy flexed out here wide. You got actually Devondre Campbell trying to cover him. That's wild, absolutely wild. But those are the things you get. You're going to continue to get it as long as we keep screaming for cover one man. You play man coverage, these things happen. All right. This is the play <laughs> where they put Jordan Addison in the backfield. This is the play where you heard Jer uh, Jair Alexander. They asked him, he said, oh, man, they put – it was man coverage. They put the wide receiver in the backfield. I had somebody telling me this wasn't man. It was zone match. I was going, okay, then Jair was lying. <laughs> what are you talking about? So he said they put the wide receiver in the backfield and just, just ran straight up the field. It's a good play call. There ain't nothing exotic about this play call. Like, right here, Jordan Addison. He's just going to come out here, give him a little work, and beat him. It's that simple. And, again, this right here is Jair Alexander. Let's watch it. Comes out right here. This is the, pro this is the problem I have with it. Watch Jai. What kind of technique is that? <laughs> What's that called, the stomp technique? Watch him. Literally puts himself on his heels right at kind of the apex point where Addison's is going to make his move. And it could have been a choice route. That's probably what it was. When he's seen – if it was a choice and you see George, uh, Jair Alexander in this position right here, look at his body lean, guys. This, this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with what Mike Wall is talking about. Look at his body lean. Look like he's about to fall on his rear end. I don't know what that little jump was, but Addison just cooks him. Then he decides he's going to try to put hands on him. Uh, that right there, that's a bad look, man. That is a bad look for someone who keeps running his mouth. Rookie wide receiver beat him. Listen, don't get me wrong. Jordan Addison's a good player. You guys know he was my top receiver on my draft board. I got laughed at for it. <laughs> I get laughed at for a lot of things, but I think that's one I probably got right. Um, he's just been solid this year. Again, look, right there is that little hop, man. It just makes no sense. That's just horrible technique. Right here, you want to be broke down. You want to be over your pads just a touch and ready to drive outside if you need to, but also able to flip your hips, hop. I mean, you might as well have your cleats buried in the freaking grass right there. He's gone. And he tries to get a little hand on him. Cooked him. Absolutely cooked him. Great throw by Kirk, too. You, you continue to see it. I know people like to make fun of Kirk Cousins, but he's playing some good football before he tore his uh, Achilles. All right, so now it's trouble, to quote Bill Belichick. Now it's trouble. <laughs> we're down 24 to three 639 left in the third quarter oh by the way that touchdown would you put that on joe barry i wouldn't you had exactly what people have been screaming for your best corner your shutdown i say it in quotations your shutdown corner on their number one receiver in man coverage what could he have done different 
as one guy said, play a safety over the top. Okay, well, now you're making yourself really, really vulnerable to Hawkinson at the second and third level, you know. So to every situation, there's going to be a, a reactionary, you know, something that's going to be reactionary and, uh, and, and it's going to open something else up for the offense too. So it's not like, okay, here's what you do. You heard Ryan saying this all year last year, guys. When people were screaming for man coverage, he would immediately say, guys, we go to man coverage. You, you think there's not a way to beat that too? Like th- there's a reason they picked this style of defense, right? To just pretend like man coverage fixes your problems is insane. It is. You guys have heard me all year long. I'm not a big fan of it. You you get more explosive plays against man coverage. That's just the, the reality of it. Especially in a quarter's look, a quarter with cover three spinner and zone match principles, everything's staying in front of you and you're limiting those explosive plays, which we know anytime you get a play of over 20 yards or more, it triples your chances of scoring points on that drive. That's the whole thought process behind going to the quarter's coverage, which we're not even running the the defense that we brought Joe Barry here to run. We're now switching to cover one man. So I don't think the fans convinced them of that, but I don't know. I think I think there was a little bit of uh hearing the grumbling of I don't like this playing off. Well, this is what happens when you when you get aggressive with man coverage and you ain't got the the big dogs to do it. And I'm sorry, I don't see Jair Alexander as one of those big dogs right now, the way he's playing. Could be the back. Hopefully it is, and he gets healthy and returns back to Pro Bowl form because we have got a ton of money tied up in him. There's no doubt about that. All right, so down 24 to 3, 639 left in the third quarter. Um, we come out in 11 gun doubles, strong left flex, T same 38, slot choice, X out. All right. So when we look at the route tree, let me pull this up here real quick. I don't want to tell you guys wrong. Got me a little cheat sheet over here. I'm gonna get it laminated too, so we can be a little a little better on time. Um, all right, so 38. All right, that's gonna be a three route. And an eight route, obviously. Okay, so that's going to be a comeback with the post. All right. So 38, there's your three, there's your post. Okay. That's the 38 aspect. Slot choice. This is your slot receiver right here. He's going to run a choice route. Okay. He's going to have, you know, he's going to have say into what he wants to run here, depending on what the defense does. And then you're going to have an X out. Okay. With the X out, this is your X receiver, just going to run an out route. Okay. So that's the play call. Let's roll the tape. Right here, where's your play? If the ball's coming out, look here, right? Right out of the break. You also have been out at the bottom of the screen, I believe. Look underneath, too. Again, this is a first and 10 play, guys. Look at that. You, if you dump that off to A.J. Dillon, you're picking up six, seven yards, if not a first down, right? Where do we go with the ball? Middle of the field, bang. Who is it? Mr. Jaden Reed. Now, one thing I'll say about this play, this was one of the few highlights I've seen from Jordan Love. Like, this is a good ball. Jaden sees it, what I mean by choice route. Watch how he's just kind of lagging now. He knows he's got that pocket there, and Jordan puts the ball on him perfectly. Keeps him out of harm's way, lets him catch it. Good play by Jordan right there. So now we're inside the five, right? We're down to the one-yard line. We come out in 11-gun, doubles on nasty, strong right, T-weak, Max protect, X whip, slot dig, Z choice. That's a big old play call, right? Especially on a fourth and goal when you just need one yard. <laughs> a lot of lots got to go right to make this work, but they did. So max protect is real simple. Running black or running back is going to block. Okay, um, you're going to have uh, a max protect too, meaning the tight end is going to block. 
This play is designed to single up right here, man. You're isolating. What's Greg Cosell say? Elimination, isolation. Jordan comes to the line. All right, we're going to eliminate this, this, and this. We're going to isolate this one-on-one situation over here where it's basically two-on-two. And, again, what the route is going to be here is X-whip, slot dig, okay? So what Jaden's going to try to do is get up here and rub a little bit and then run a dig, okay? And with the whip route, what Romeo Dobbs is going to do is kind of come inside and whip back out. Now, he he really doesn't sell the route, but he knows just how open it is based off the contact that happens with this conflict defender right here, this DB on the outside. He gets caught a little bit too inside, uh, gets a little too handsy on Jaden Reed, and it's going to make Romeo Dobbs wide open. You see Jordan's already made his isolation move, bang, going out to the whip, right? And like I said, it was kind of a weak whip. Some people could just say it's a flatter and out. I think it was designed to be a whip, but he got open so quick. This is the problem I have with this play, and I bet Jordan probably got a negative mark for it. Look at the placement of this ball. Where should he throw this ball game? It should be out here, right? It should be on the outside shoulder of the receiver. Look where he puts it. Whew. That's just a little too, too close for comfort for me. Not a horrible play. Maybe he didn't get a negative, but you want to see that ball out here. Romeo Dobbs having the balance he has, thank goodness, he's able to get turned around and make that grab, right? So not a horrible play. Um, one of the better, like I said, one of the better play calls of the day. And, again, watch Jaden occupies him just enough, right? Because they don't know if they're going to switch release or not. That's what they were concerned about. You can kind of see Jaden knows, and these are the little things that Jaden does as a rookie that's pretty impressive. He knows if I go just enough to the outside to occupy 21, that's going to free Rome's up even more. Bang. Again, that ball, man, you I really like to see it on the outside. But it, you know what? It's a touchdown. Great grab by Romeo. Um, just like to see a little bit better accuracy there for sure. All right, so fast forward ahead. This is the play where Kurt, Kurt Cousins gets hurt, I believe. Yeah, right there. So I just want to show it real quick, not to add insult to injury, but just so you guys could kind of see, okay, here's where he popped his Achilles. So at this point moving forward, there's no Kurt Cousins, okay? I'm glad they're not zooming in because I didn't really want to see it again. But uh hate to see it, man. I think Kirk's a good guy. Um, I know some people are going, but they laughed at us when uh when Anthony Barr broke Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. That's it's a fair, a fair reason to uh to want to laugh at them, I guess. But I'm I'm trying to try not to be that guy. You know what I mean? All right, down 24 to 10, fourth quarter, 10:30 left, third and 19 play. We get them in a third and 19 on this play. We're running Dime 146 country quarters spot drop. Okay, that's the play call. So with Dime, <clears throat> you're only rushing three. Okay. You're only rushing three. Um, when I say dime, obviously nickel means five DBs. Now we've got six DBs in, okay? And everybody, we're running country quarters, which is basically going to be zone, 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 deep. And then underneath, there's going to be, um, yeah, there's going to be four zones underneath as well, all right? So let's roll the tape. What's crazy is we get pressure on them. We get pressure with a three-man rush. Look at Kenny. So that's when he popped the Achilles. That's what happened on that play. Yeah, you could tell right there it was. I'm trying to think if Kenny actually earned the sack or if he had already popped it, but he pops it right right there. He pops it, so it's kind of over. But still Kenny battling. That country quarters is is what forced the sack, really. You know, there was nowhere to go with that ball there. So we're going to hold him to a field goal, right? Another win for the defense. And then, of course, this is a rookie, Carl Brooks, with the block. Um, really cool seeing the rookie get this. We have now have, what, two blocked field goals this year? 
So I know it's easy for us to kind of get on Rich Passaccia for the penalties on special teams, but one of the bright points on this year, I can't remember the last time that we had two blocked field goals in one year. I, I don't think it's happened recently, but, you know, I, I could have overlooked it for sure. But nonetheless, big play there, defense standing tall, special teams coming out and going, all right, we're going to give our offense a chance to win this ball game, right? There's Carl Brooks getting the big paw on it. Great play there. All right, so you're still in this thing, man. You still got a shot, right? You still got a shot. So next drive, 9-18 left in the fourth in the entire game. It's first and 10 play. We come out in 11-gun double, strong strong left flex, T-same, 59-84. All right, 11, one running back, one tied in. Okay, strong left flex means strong left. Tight end's on the left side. He's flexed out in the receiver position. He's actually on the line of scrimmage. Um, we're going T-same, running backs on the same side as the tight end, right? And the route combination is 59-84, all right? So what's that mean? You're going to get your first receiver is going to run an out, okay? you got a fly, which is a go, whatever you want to call it, nine route. And then you've got an 84, which is a post curl, okay? So you're going to get a post route, and then you're going to get a curl, all right, that's your route combination right there. You can see a couple options deep. If it's middle field close, which is what they're showing right now, then you're probably going to look to work the outside of the uh, of the offense on the out or maybe the outside shoulder of Musgrave, okay, unless there's some kind of late rotation and they're sugaring a little bit. If it was middle field open, you might look to hit sk get skinny with a little choice route here with uh, Luke Musgrave in the slot or, uh, yeah, well, in the flex position or maybe Jaden Reed on the post route. All right, let's roll the tape, see what happens here. First and 10. I don't like that we're being that aggressive down the field, right? But again, Jordan, people seen this and they said another drop, right? Another drop. See Romeo Dobbs right here on the little out. Let's watch it. Look at the placement of the ball, guys. Late coming out the ball. He's already out of he, – he's already sitting. He's sitting on the sideline already. That's how late Jordan was getting the ball out. Like, if you're going to throw that out, throw it, right? Throw it now. Steady waits, waits, throws it. It's low. Doesn't even have the velocity to get out there. And then, of course, counts as a drop, but that's a horrible throw. That's that's two negatives there, right? That's a negative on Dobbs. That's a negative on Love right there. So that's kind of how I see that. So still 24 to 10. Minnesota gets the ball back, right? Uh, 6.02 left in the game, starting to really wind down, and you don't really see a chance of winning here. We come out in a nickel 2.45, sugar A, cover one man. This is a 91 Preston Smith with a uh, speed dip and rip. I want you to key in on Preston up top. Great play. He had a monster game, one of the best games of his career. Speed outside, dip, rip. Hits him, strips him. Defense gets the ball back for the offense. Huge play, clutch situation. Offense sputters, sputters, sputters. Defense continues to give the ball back. They they for, you know they force a ton of three and outs. They block the field goal for you. The special teams did. Now the defense gets you a turnover, gets the ball back. I mean, that's that's a great move by Preston. Again, it was the backup quarterback. I don't understand why Kevin O'Connell was passing. Don't get me wrong. He, I mean, it was malpractice at the head coaching spot to just continue to keep us in the game by refusing to run it. But, um, again, Preston Smith, Great job there, having the awareness to go for the ball too. A little strip sack. So 
Offense back on the field, 520 left, second and nine play. We're still down 24 to 10. It's rough, guys. It is so rough to see how many times the defense and the special teams gave you an opportunity to win this game, and the offense just couldn't put it together, man. Uh, Levin Gun doubles nasty. Strong left, T weak, 45 switch, sit dagger, T swing. All right. Let's uh let's talk about the route combination. We'll try to speed this up for you guys. So 45 switch, which is basically a curl flat. Okay, so you're gonna come out here and curl and you're gonna attack the flat. That's your 45, and it's a switch because they're changing spots after they release off of the line, right? And then you're gonna go sit stagger, which is basically a, a, a double sit, but it's staggered at levels. So it's gonna be kind of an underneath sit. I believe I've got this right, and then one over the top sit. Okay. So essentially, you got a way to attack the flats. You got a way to attack the middle of the field if they decide to go zone right here, and you should have someone open. Then you got the T swing out here to the side. All right, let's roll the tape again. This is second nine. Drops back. Love holds it, holds it, holds it. Gets sacked. All right. Now I got to I got to rewind it back here. I don't have the all twenty two, but I want you to key in on something here. His read on this play, what you've got to look at. Key in on the bottom here, all right? You know Musgrave's going outside. They don't know that. You know that, though, right? Christian Watson does a good job of getting in the inside of the shoulder. Look look at the body position of this defender. Jordan Love has got to come out, and he's got to see that. He's got to see what, what the body language is telling the, telling the quarterback as far as how he's covering the receiver. That should screen this flat's open, all right? Now, you can't be late on it because you've got the safety lurking. But hammer that thing right there, bang. Ball should be out, right? The ball should be out right there. Instead, he holds it, holds it, holds it, takes a sack. Can't happen, guys. That cannot happen. So now you're in a third and 16, all right? Five minutes left, still down 24 to 10. Third and 16. We come out in an 11-gun empty, strong right, T-boundary, smash, Y-cross, drive. All right, let's talk about what those concepts mean. Again, you got the T on the boundary. It's the short side of the field, right? This is the short short hash. There's your boundary T, okay? We're going to come out, and we're going to run a smash concept, all right, which is essentially, if I remember correctly, is going to be a sit route with a corner over top of it, okay? That's your smash concept. And then we're going drive, Z sit, okay? Drive, Z sit. So your Z receiver at the top of the screen, he's just going to sit, okay? The drive concept is going to look like this with a guy coming underneath. It almost looks like there's a little – it was going to be a sit, and he kind of breaks it off and just goes ahead and, and comes across. To me, I would refer to it as a drive concept as opposed to just a sit with a with a, a, a cross or a, a dig, whatever you want to call it. But, again, here we go. Let's roll the tape. Look where he puts this ball. Now, I want you to think, it's third and 16. We've seen this over and over and over at the end of the game, right? It'll be two, two down territory, right, where it's like a third and long. Okay, let's just try to pick up a chunk here and make it manageable, right? Instead, he goes for the kill shot. Are there any better options? Let's look. Kind of hard to tell without the all 22. So the ball comes out, really nothing there, is there? Nothing there. I can't fault Jordan here. You got you to go with your only matchup. The only other thing he probably could have done, guys, especially seeing this defender right here, we're being really overcritical of Jordan Love right now. I want to I want to be very clear of that, okay? there's, I mean, they played this absolutely perfect. You could say it was a bad play call. Um, I get it, but 
I would like to see them try to attack underneath on a third and 16 and make it a little bit fourth and manageable rather than just going for the kill shot right off the bat. But you see this defender and how he's reacting. It suggests Jordan should be able to scramble, right? And I'm okay with him scrambling on a third and 16. Try to pick up seven, eight, nine yards, right? Make it fourth and manageable. Instead, he sits in the pocket, goes up top to Christian Watson. This is another one people say, Christian Watson not win a 50-50 ball? How is he supposed to win that 50-50 ball, guys? Like, seriously. The defender has perfect – I mean, look at where the ball is at. If the ball is back here – and, again, I'm not faulting Jordan Love for not being deadly accurate, okay? I got it. He's inaccurate. We know that. I'm not going to pile on. If the ball is up here, that's what I would consider a better shot at a 50-50 ball. But putting it behind him with the defender right there – and I think Christian does have a little bit to argue with here as far as it should have been uh, defensive pass interference, as you can see on the corner. He's got his hands on him right now. They're a little bit of hand checking, but look, the problem is he's getting his head around just enough, and the officials will will allow that. But not a great ball in my opinion, but everything was covered up. I can't completely fault Jordan Love there. Like, how is he supposed to catch that, gang? The people that are saying he needs to win these 50-50 balls, what does he have to do right there? Like, darn, I mean, it's darn near impossible. You notice coming down the stretch here, though, Jordan was definitely looking for Christian. There's a better look. Yeah, he's got here's, – here's what Christian's upset about. Look at that hand. I mean, he's holding his elbow completely, right? That is pass interference. But the fact that he's got his head looking at the ball and, you know, the officials over here off screen, the other official over here, they're just going to let that ride with the game on the line. Not saying I agree with it, but I understand why they didn't call it. So, went to Christian Watson, trying to get him a 50-50 ball. The ball wasn't thrown high enough to even make a play on it. Defender perfectly in position. Sucks, right? 454 left, fourth and 16. Now you're in a big hole here, right? This happened all game long. I had This is the only one I showed. But uh, it was tough to watch him scramble in these situations. Actually, I think i show another one here in a minute. But it's tough to watch him scramble in situations where it's fourth and long. And rather than try to give your guys a chance to, to get the first down, he decides to scramble. That's what the defense wants you to do. They want to bait you into the fact that you think, okay, I can scramble for this. Next thing you know, you're coming up five yards short, three yards short. But the play call here, in case you guys wanted to dissect and, and determine whether it was a good play call or not, is 11-gun empty, strong right, T same wide. We're going 98 Dino T fly, okay? So when you look at this play call, 98 is a go post, okay? Go route, little post, okay? Maybe even, you know, round it in if you if you think that's necessary. And then you got the Dino, which is a post, post, okay? So this guy is looking to do this and then a post off the backside of it, okay? Actually, I've got that wrong. Let me, let me start over here. I see the T up there now. That's my fault. So, again, 98 is your go post, okay? And then you're going to have Dino concept, which is two posts, and then your T is just going to fly. Okay, go to the end zone. That's your play call. Now you know they're looking for this, right? I mean, they're literally they they're basically covering the five yard line to the end of the end zone. Jordan decides to tuck it. Obviously, comes up short. That's a tough look, man. You'd like to see him try to give a receiver a chance rather than trying to scramble on a fourth and sixteen. But again, not a perfect situation for anybody there. All right, fourth quarter, two forty one left, twenty four to ten. Still down twenty four to ten. We come out. In a uh, again, it's a first and ten. We come out in eleven gun, double spread, strong right flex, T same, X out, slot climb, ninety five T stab. 
All right, let's talk about what it means. X out. Um, let's see here with the X out. So the X receiver is on the line of scrimmage, okay, opposite the tight end. All right, so that would make him the X. So he's going to go on an out route, and then when he realizes the ball doesn't come to him, he's going to just try to turn it into a little bit of a go, like a fly, okay? Um, you're going to have a slot climb and the uh, and the T stab. I may have that wrong. Actually, I think I do. So he actually isn't the X. He's the flyer. That's my bad. My bad. It should be flyer, flyer out. I'm pretty sure is how this should uh, should work here. Then you're going to go slot climb, which is more or less a crosser, okay? And then you're going 95, which is a go with an out. And then you're going T stab on a stab, uh, a stab uh, route. The halfback basically comes out here and sits, okay? Kind of stab right there in the middle of the field. Let's roll the tape. See if I got that right. Yeah, there goes the out and then the up. Jordan late with the pass. Downfield finds Dobbs after he runs the out and the up. Guys, this is a home run. Like, I understand you're out of timeouts. You'd have to get an onside kick to win it. This should be a, this should be a touchdown. There's no two ways about it. He overthrows him. Like, did you guys watch Will Levis on Sunday? Again, Will Levis was my third third best quarterback in the draft. I had him as a definitely a first round talent. When we were picking in the first round this year, me and Ryan Ron, I said anybody but Levis, and I love Levis. I had him graded high. I like Levis. I'm a Kentucky fan. But I knew if they drafted Will Levis after running Aaron Rodgers out of town for keeping Jordan Love, it would be chaos in the streets of Green Bay. So I really backed off on that. But Will Levis was hitting hitting bombs all day long in stride. Like this is a throw a quarterback has to make. Again, let's watch it. Somewhat secondary. Great job moving around the pocket. But you got to put that on him, man. That's tough. So tough. Should have been a touchdown. Again, do, do we win the game? Probably not. But it would have been nice to see him with the game on the line actually connect on a deep pass, right? So you're continuing to see the accuracy issues. All right, next play, second and 10, um, 233 left. We're going 11 gun, doubles on, strong right, T-same, 86, Y-leak, Z-go, T-swing. Um, this is a little bit of a scramble drill by Jaden Reed, and got to give kudos to him. Um, but the original play call was 86, which is basically starting at the bottom down here. You're going to go 86 which is post dig, okay? So you're going to go post, right, dig, and then you're going Y leak, which is basically like a shallow cross. So he's going to chip and then leak across shallow, all right? Your Y being your tight end. And then you're going Z go. Your Z receiver is just going to run a go route, and then you're going to do a T swing, all right, T swing pass. And, again, Jaden Reed going to do a little bit of a scramble drill. I'm pretty sure that's Jaden Reed right there, so keep your eyes on him. Let's roll the tape. Jordan, plenty of time, plenty of time, plenty of time. Here comes a scramble drill. Gonna launch it up. Great job by Jaden Reed. Great job by Jordan. That's a pretty throw right there, especially kind of a little bit off platform too, right? So picked up a big gain there, showing a little bit of fight, right? First and 10, we're now on their side of the 50, 46-yard line. What do we get? You guessed it, penalty. Remember last week with Elton Jenkins, this week it's Rasheed Walker. Coming down the stretch. Just a huge, huge – talk about killing momentum right there. So now we're back to first and 15. 
it's a tough game to watch, man, offensively. Again, I was proud of the defense. I thought they held their own, but all right. So first and 15, we're coming out in 11 gun, nub left, T same, Y out, curls, T shoot. All right. So reading that off from left to right, we're going Y out. Your Y here with Musgraves is going to be an out route. They, they run a lot of nubs. I like the nub set personally. Um, it's just got to be read properly, obviously, but I really do like that. Um, so there's your Y out. We're going to go curls, T shoot. So essentially nothing very crazy about this. You're just running three curls and then you're going to have a T shoot route. Okay. Let's roll it. So you're looking to attack at levels on the left side and then you're looking for spacing on the right. Fire the curl, man, look at that. There you're seeing, I don't want to say a wow throw, but look, look at the ball, how it's nose down. That's some velo right there. That's what you're looking for. A little bit of velocity. Great job catching the ball right there by Dontavian Wicks. Great grab. First down. Pretty ball by Jordan. Didn't hesitate. Back foot hit. Let the thing freaking go, right? All right, next play. We're on the move, 206, right before the two-minute warning. First and 10, we come out in 11-gun double, strong right, T-same, 98-89, T-cut. This is a – some people would call this a, a mirror fly post. Uh, I went ahead and read it all off so we can kind of explain it a little bit better. But, again, essentially what you got, 98 on the left, which is a go, all right, with a post. And then on the other side, you've got the post with the go, all right. That's the mirror look, right? That's why we would call it mirror fly post. And then T cut with the cut route. Basically, the T is going to leak out and then just cut across the middle. All right. That's your that's your play call right there on a first and 10. Again, uh, at the what 34 yard line, right before the two minute warning. Let's roll the tape. That mirror look, probably want to not intersect too uh too hard there. Look at the whole shot. Remember earlier the whole shot? It was there, guys. It was there. You've got Musgrave out there on the right. And with that post, you're looking to hold that safety. And by safety, I mean this guy right here, Harrison Smith. He knows he's got to honor that post. So right there, Harrison's biting on the post. Jordan does a good job kind of kind of looking him off a little bit, but he's late. Actually, he's not late. He's not late on the whole shot. He's just inaccurate. Good decision. Good decision by Jordan Love. He looks the safety off, right, using Musgrave. Turn that thing loose, nose down. This is a better ball than the first hole shot, but just inaccurate, man. That's tough. Golly. Again, that's that Jennings, those hole shots, man. You guys remember when Greg Jennings, he would catch that hole shot, put a move on that safety and be in the end zone, right? Miss those days. I miss those days of experienced wide receivers. <laughs> but, again, that, that's not on the wide out there. That's not on Christian Watson. Laid out, put his body on the line, did everything he could. That's just a bad ball from Jordan. Tough. Absolutely tough. Good read. Good eye discipline. Good job with the shoulders using the stripe of your helmet. Looking the safety off and just missed on the throw. That's tough. All right. Second and 10, 158 left. 11-gun double, strong right, T-same. We're going 75-Z-go, Y-leak, T-stab. All right, 75-Z-go, Y-leak, T-stab. So let's talk about it. First one's going to be a corner. They love running this on the uh, on the out, with the outside receiver, kind of setting up a makeshift corner. It's rare you see a corner route 
on the outside, especially when you, you know, when you got a Baylor split, you really got to manipulate the defense and get inside. This isn't a Baylor. This is kind of right there at a normal split. Um, what he's going to do is try to get inside a little bit and then corner it off. Okay. And, and I kind of like that if you've got the arm strength to hammer that corner. I think we would all agree Jordan does have the arm strength. The thing that's off right now that I'm noticing consistently in my notes is he's just late with the throw. It's not that he's late with the read. It's like he stares it down, sees it, does a little bit of hopping, and then late with the delivery. You just got to anticipate that. Maybe that'll come with time. And if it does, it cleans up a lot of issues. It doesn't clean up the accuracy, but it cleans up a lot of the timing issues with this offense. Okay. Um, but again, uh, 75 is going to be the corner with an out. So this guy's just going to run it out. Okay. Then you've got the Z go. This is your Z receiver, same side as the tight end. He's just going to kind of work the boundary and run a go route. And then you're going to have a Y leak. Okay. So the Y is going to kind of chip and then leak. And then you're going to have a T stab. So as the Y leaks, right, the T is going to stab and sit right here. So you can kind of see what they're working, right? You got a couple of different options. From left to right, what you're doing is you're trying to keep create separation there within the secondary and give Jordan an opportunity to beat a too high look on the left side, right? If you got a safety over the top on the left, what you're looking to do is try to make 21 be the be the conflict, the defender. You're trying to open up for the corner or the out on that side. On the opposite side, you're trying to overload a little bit. You want the stab in the middle as a late little check down. You want the flat to kind of keep that corner at home if they're in zone. And then you got the go route in case it is man coverage and you can beat him on the go. All right. So here we go. See how this reads out. Jordan back. Protection looks decent. Steps up in the pocket. Now it's getting close. Going to try to take the kill shot here to Christian Watson. This was another one people said. This right here, guys. They said this is a drop. Guys, I cannot consider it a drop. I don't care if he hits his hands or not. If you throw it into double coverage, you're not going to convince me that's the receiver's fault. Now, you're probably saying, okay, well, who was open, Clayton? Who was open? Let's look at it. Look at the bottom down here. If you're out on time, look at Jordan's feet right here. Look at this. Does that look like a normal quarterback drop back? Watch him drop back right. This is what we're talking about being sloppy. Instead of being sideways and ready to hit right here and hammer the open receiver, which is the out, it's got to come out on time and it's got to be out here on the on the edge so you're safe with it, right? But look at his feet. He's He's already made his mind up. I'm not throwing there. I'm not even looking there. Right. So as he goes there, you'll notice right here the the stab is completely covered up. But then you'll see AJ uncover a little bit. But I'm telling you, man, Jordan is just staring down Christian Watson here with the game on the line. He's just gonna I'm gonna give my guy a shot. Once again, 50-50 ball. But look 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 at Jordan or look at uh, Christian Watson. He's got one hand being grabbed by one defender, and the other defender is getting ready to make a play on the ball. Right? He frees up that hand, gets two hands on it. And people go, oh, that's a drop. Let's watch this replay. I want you to watch closer and why he didn't bring this catch in. Look, defender's got his arm. Could have been pass interference again. They didn't call it. Okay, refs don't win or lose your ball games. Gets the hand free, right? Two hands on it. Now look at the other defender's arm. Guys, that is covered. <laughs> Jordan threw a decent ball. Don't get me wrong. Christian made the best attempt he could on the ball. But look at this. Watch the defender. Smacks it out. That's not a drop. That's a pass breakup. And it's a throw into double coverage. Bad decision. Good throw. Bad decision. If that makes sense. All right. 
Third and 10, 151 left. 11 guns, strong rights trip. Strong trips right. We're going T week. Sorry, it should have been strong trips left. I apologize. T week, rap, Y cross, X curl. All right. So now we're seeing our rap concept that we know they like to run. All right. First of all, Y cross, there's your Y. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. There's your cross. Okay. The rap concept is real simple. Going to be a sit. And then you're going to run a dig on the backside. Notice how it looks like a slot cross. Accomplishes the same thing when you've got a little bit closer split. If they were playing Baylor split out here on the boundary or out on the edge, probably not going to get the same effect. But I kind of like this concept. I think it's a good look. You get slot cross, but you also get wrap, which Jordan Love absolutely loves to throw the uh, the wrap concept. You haven't seen it as much as I thought we would this year. And then you got X curl which basically the X receiver is just going to run a curl route up here, okay? Obviously, the T has no assignment, so he's staying in the block. Let's roll the tape. Jordan drops back, plants, tries to fire. He's hit, right? Immediately, well, the, the offensive line isn't holding up. Let's go back and check the clock. Let's watch when it's snapped. We're at 151 right now, okay? One, two, three. He gets hit at the three-second mark. Should have been better protection. Now the question is, did he have somewhere to go with the football? Did he have an answer to the equation? Let's look at it. Look at the sit. Again, third and ten. Nothing wrong with taking that check down right there. Hammer that thing, right? If it comes out right now, okay, he's going to be able to catch that ball and possibly get up there for a first down. If not, you live to play for another down, and you look at fourth and short. You can see Jaden Reed. Look at Jaden Reed kind of throw his head back. Right. Yes, it wasn't great protection, but again, the sit's there. Hammer it. Hammer the sit. You got it. Right. Instead, you hold it, hold it, hold it. Strip sack. Luckily, uh, the ball gets recovered right by the Packers. So now you're in backs against the wall, fourth and long. Right. Here's a better look at it here, too. We got the all 22. Look at the sit. Also. This will make you sick. Look at the crosser, right? So so why did the ball not get there? What happened? Where's Jordan looking? He's looking deep. Guys, when you come out here and you see three safeties on the shelf, why would you try to push it deep? That's a bad post-snap. I mean, that's just – that's not good football, right? You look up, okay, you got man coverage on Dobbs, right? He's got safety help. There's nothing – nothing's going to be there, right? You don't even need to look at this safety because there's nothing contesting that, right? What you're looking at is your cross, possibly your dig, but you know these guys are deep. They're planted. Maybe he's trying to hammer the dig. I don't know. But, again, it's third and ten. It's third and ten. got to play for the fourth down. Check it down to Reed. That's your play. He's trying to let that dig open up, and maybe it would have been there right there, right? But it's too late. You're already getting hit. So, Probably got to chalk that one up on the offensive line more than anybody because the dig would have been there if he'd have four seconds. But you can't expect to have four seconds to throw the football, man. Watch it again here. And look at Musgrave. Maybe he's not as open as we think. Let's watch Musgrave here. The sit's definitely open. Yeah, you got to throw that ball. Look at this, guys. We now know three on the shelf. You got three safeties up top. You know it's man coverage on the outside. It's man coverage here. You got to put that ball right here for Musgrave. You've got to. Look at the stripe of – of Jordan's helmet. See it? He is looking way out here. It's like pre-snap. He determined 
three on the shelf. If they stay uh, three deep, I'm just going to wait on the dig. Why not take a peek here, man? Get him out here in space. This is the type of stuff that you see him doing for Sam Laporta in Detroit. All right. So I just said it was on probably on the offensive line. I put it on Jordan too, man. Now it's close, right? People look at that and go, oh, he's covered and he's getting hit. Now I'm talking about back here. I mean, right off the bat, snap, throw it, right? And if you don't feel comfortable throwing that, then hammer that sit, right? You should be dropping back, going here first. You're looking at the safeties first. All right, you know they're all on the shelf. They're not making any dramatic moves. You know it's man coverage. It's press man with safety help over the top over here. All right, you're looking here to the sit, here to the sit, right? Instead, Jordan drops back. He's looking at the safeties. Go, I want that dig. I want that dig on the backside. That's how you end up in a fourth and long situation. <laughs> Again, not great protection. There was enough time to hit the open guy, two open guys, but it is what it is. All right. Fourth and 20, last play. All right. I'm glad it's almost over. We probably went for six hours. It feels like it. This is a long one, but I want to point all these things out because this is the reason they stayed in the situation they were in and why they couldn't get anything going down the stretch, even though the defense continued to get on the ball back. Um, 11 gun, nub left, T Sane, wide drag, slot climb, Salem, T leak is the concept. All right. So we're going to come out and we're going to go wide drag. Here's your Y, your Y nub, right? He's just going to run a quick drag route. All right. Uh, might even be sh more shallow than that. You're going to go uh, slot climb. Which one's the slot receiver, right? That gets tough. Well, opposite the tight end on the line of scrimmage is your X. That makes him your X. Okay. So who's the slot? It would have to be this guy right here, right? So he's going to go slot climb, which is basically like a crosser. Definitely more of a crosser than I just drew out, more like that, okay? And then you've got Salem, which is a corner dig, okay? So a Salem corner route, dig underneath. There's all kinds of options here. And then you're going to have the T leak out, okay? Fourth and 20, though, that's the problem, right? Fourth and 20, <laughs> you got to pick up 20 yards because of the mistakes you made on the previous two downs. Dropping back, and he's going, all right, man, you know what? Let's just let it rip. And this right here, people looked at this and said it was a drop, right? Let's watch it a little bit closer. You tell me if you think that should be uh, considered a drop or not. We're going to get a, uh, multiple angles here. They said it hit Dobbs in the chest. Not before the defender gets his arm on the ball. That's not a drop, guys. Stop. <laughs> That's not a drop. That's a well-defended play. <clears throat> so, there you go. Let's go 100 real quick. All right, here's a little bit better look at the concept. Again, you guys remember, right, shallow, but it's fourth and 20. That don't even matter. I think you're just trying to get somebody to make a mistake and pull them up. You see you got three on the shelf up here. You dug yourself in this hole. Probably shouldn't even show this play, to be honest with you. Does he make the right decision? That's the question, right? Mm, it's tough. It's tough. I think he does. You can throw here, but Jordan's seeing this safety, right? If you throw it there, it's a hospital ball, right? Unless you really flatten it off down here, lead him out that way. So when you look right here with the, all this going on up here on the shelf, it does look like the dig's probably your best shot. Just you put that ball in there and makes a play on it, you know? Sometimes the other the other team just makes the better play, right? A little bit better look here. Kind of see what he sees with the front. 
just a three-man rush, plenty of time, dropping, dropping. They got all these guys in coverage. Yeah, I think it was the right decision. Good decision by Jordan. Decent ball. Just great play by the defense. And you can be that aggressive underneath when you got all that safety help up top, right? That's just the way it goes. So, my God, my throat hurts, boys. We've been in here forever. <laughs> all right, so hopefully all that made sense. Um, let's go back. And I won't be able to hit on the whole chat, but I do want to give people a shout out because there's been a crew in here hanging out. Um, I'm assuming the stream went down, but uh, <laughs> look at Paul Robertson. Man, me and you, we are the same person. He said, no NFL Films music in the background. Dude, I love NFL Films music. I'm that boring. Love that big band type of stuff for sure. But uh, Carly Ray, Dakota, Eric Sutherland, everybody, if you're still in the chat, you got any questions, anything you want to mention, I'm going to go to the back side of the chat and just see uh, see exactly what people are saying here. Um, Omar in the chat, we'll start right here. He says his confidence looks to be shaken and, uh, he's not trusting the wide receivers or plays anymore. Completely agree. Um, you do see a little bit of that. It's, it's like, he's to me, it's almost like he's making a pre-snap determination of where he wants to go with the ball. And again, nothing's been perfect around him. I think you're pretty much alluding to, alluding to that too, Omar. Um, but same time, man, that's the NFL dude, you know, there's going to be constant pressure. There's going to be things that that don't happen the way you expect them to, right? Omer says, uh, yes, how many times he is throwing deep and the checkdowns are available, high percentage plays. You're seeing it over and over and over for sure. Paul Robertson in the chat, I'd like to see a video on how defenses adjust, uh, how defenses adjusted between games one and two to the several games. Man, that would be a tough one to put together. It's a lot of tape to watch. I definitely don't have time to do it, Paul, but I'm with you. If somebody does that and you spot it, send it my way. I'd like to see exactly what some of the specific tweaks have been since week one and two, because that's the NFL, man. They use a four game saturation. What I mean by that is when they're scouting the upcoming opponent, what they're doing is they're going back and going, all right, let's watch their previous four games here. Here is how they're trying to play. They're trying to attack the schematic aspect of their offense and defense most recently. And then the coaching staff will also go watch the last two matchups you had head to head with them. Right? So, you get a, a really good feel of what are they doing lately and what have they done against us. That's typically how the coaching staffs, um, you know, uh, look into it. Chad Inc. in the chat said, this chalk talk is depressing with all the misreads by love, LOL. Yeah, there's plenty of blame to go around, Chad, but I'm with you, man. There was, a, there was some misreads for sure. And, again, listen, guys, Yeah, I, I know that Kurt Benkert defends Jordan Love. I know that, um, that JTL Sullivan will probably find all the positives too. I know Kurt Warner will too. That's what they do. They're quarterbacks, right? And listen, they know – you guys don't need me to say this, but they know a, a million times more about football and playing that position than I will ever know, okay? So definitely lean on them. Um, but I have noticed it's rare that they just butcher a quarterback, <laughs> right? So, you know, they're going to try to find the positive, especially Kurt, you know, being a former, a former teammate of Jordan, right? Rightfully so, man. You wouldn't you wouldn't see me going on here and trying to openly dog Tim, Jacob, or Emilio, right, or Carly or anyone else, you know. That's just being a human being. But um, what I always try to do is take all the information, all the information, put it in a pot and go, okay, what do I think is the most accurate depiction of what happened? And that's the only way you can really learn for sure. Um, let's see what else we got here. Omer says, funny thing was they keep trying to go short first half of the game Versus the Broncos, then they opened it up. The offense woke up, but it needs to be balanced. Good teams not going to get beat with that. You know, the thing I've noticed, and people ask me, one guy asked me, he sent me a text message, 
and said, why do you think the offense is struggling so much in the first half and then it, you know, it gets better in the, in the second half? The, the answer is really simple to me. You're trying to play more condensed in the first half with the 12 personnel. And then once you go down by two or three scores in the second half, you've got to open it up. Then you stay in 11. Two things happen when you do that. You get wider splits, stretching the defense horizontally, but also you get your best personnel on the field, right? Our 11 personnel, what I mean by that, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, and then a running back. That's our best personnel. You want your best 11 on the field at all times, right, as much as possible. When you're forcing 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, now you're forcing in Ben Sims and Tucker Craft. You're basically saying, I want Tucker Craft on the field more than I want Jaden Reed on the field. And to me, that's not a wise decision. Um, that does fall on the coaching staff. But, again, I think that's why it it, uh, it opens up a little bit, you know. So let's see here. Yeah, Paul Robertson, yes, it's mostly mental. I completely agree. Let's see what Dakota says. Dakota says, there's so much that can be fixed. I wonder if LaFleur is trying to catch two frogs at once instead of focusing on the nearest to him. Man, that's a, that's a good Southern analogy. There. I can hear you saying it with that accent, Dakota. Um, I think that's a pretty good depiction of what we're seeing. You know, you've seen it in the running game, and he's toned that back a little bit. The problem is they didn't give the ball to Aaron Jones. I'm still baffled. I was posting during the game, and I'm usually not that guy. I'm going, how has how did we go through an entire first drive and Aaron Jones didn't get one carry? That makes no sense to me. It just – if you've seen something schematically, okay, yeah, all right, you want to just – this happens every single week when he is healthy, right? Um it's tough, man. I don't want to be the guy to play like Monday morning quarterback and, and try to pretend like a coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing. But that's just the stuff. When people ask me the question, I'm going to answer it honestly, and that's that's the stuff that bothers me. Like, man, we can't get any rhythm because we're trying to force things, right? Um, let's see. Creed in the chat. I don't think I've ever seen you in here. JT hacksawed Justin Fields to start the season, LOL, but agree. Um, let's see. Uh, Ten hasn't been sharp at all. Some glimpses of elite talent, but more so misreads and forced into coverage. Hopefully he can grow. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Don't really have anything to add or take away there, Creed. Um, I think that's uh yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I see Paul Robertson says LaFleur, from what I've heard, is spending more time with other coaches, too many eggs in, in too many baskets. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people, especially old heads, that don't like the thought of the head coach calling the plays. Because if if the head coach has to dip into doing something in other avenues of the team, then obviously you're going to be taken away, right? You're going to be taken away from uh, the game planning aspect and the play calling duties. You know, one thing that does get kind of lost in the mix here is when we talk bad about coaching staffs, um, we we pretend like they're not doing everything they can to fix it. These coaching staffs, guys, they're they're working around the clock. I mean, there's many players that would make great coaches, but they refuse to do it because of the time that it demands. I mean, these guys are sleeping at the facility. In some cases, they're sleeping four hours a night, and every other waking minute is them trying to figure out a way to get out of a rut, you know. So we do need to mention that and put it into perspective. Um, again, I'm not big on the floor right now. I was a huge fan coming into this year. I thought we would be a lot better off. I think he's made a lot of mistakes. But I blame Goody more than anyone. You know, it's going to be hard for any coach to win with this team the way they're playing right now. That's just kind of how I see it. So, all right, let's see what else we got here, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Man, we've been going for two hours. 
I can't believe y'all stayed in here this long. You, y'all are way more dedicated than me. I'm just gonna tell you. Um, let's see. Uh, Carly races too many tabs open in Lafleur's play calling or play scouting safari window. As I always say, Carly, more windows open than a trailer park. Um, let's see. Omar said, "How did he not give Jones the ball the first eight games last season?" Um, I don't know, dude. And he says Matt refuses to lean into the running game. He don't get Jones the ball enough. He don't run on first downs, and he abandons run game uh, soon as they are trailing. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that going on. All right, let's see what Creed said. It's probably a criticism. Anytime it says, take this with a grain of salt, it means I did something wrong. Let's see what he says. Take this with a grain of salt now. But if this team doesn't win another game, do we see Basaccia take over as head coach and we part ways with Matt? Goot seemed to make a point yesterday that we expect wins. Oh, man, that's uh, – it's tough. Um, again, I've pointed out over and over again that if the idea was to run Aaron Rodgers out of town, get rid of every bit of experience we had at the skill position, meaning your Alan Lazards, your Randall Cobbs, uh, your Bob Tunyons, your Mercedes Lewis's, all those those guys, you know, those potential targets, and put Jordan Love out there with obviously less than he needs to get the job done. It's hard for me to blame Matt LaFleur, you know. I, part of me almost hopes that that Goody and them said to Matt LaFleur, hey, look, this is going to be one of those years we take our lumps. You're safe. You'll be back next year. Matt's just not acting like that. And, and maybe that's a good thing that Matt isn't just going, hey, you know, it's okay. It's going to be growing pains. He wants to get everything he can out of these guys. I don't know. I really don't know how to answer that question or, or comment, respond to your comment, Creed. Um just got to see this season play out. Now, if you're saying we don't win another game the rest of the year, absolutely there's a chance LaFleur gets fired. Are you kidding me? Probably happens, right? Probably happens. I don't know what I don't know what Tim's in here laughing about. Probably has something to do with me, though. Sorry, Tim. Uh glad to glad to provide you humor there, buddy. <laughs> Look forward to talking to you tonight, man. Uh, Paul Robertson says Sean McVay sleeps about four hours a night during the season. I've worked with managers who spread themselves too thin. They lose their identity and problems begin to creep up everywhere. I don't think it's healthy. That's what you're saying, Paul. <laughs> it's darn sure not healthy. Um, all right, we're going to wrap this thing up, guys. We're over the two-hour mark. Uh, Chad Inc. said, I personally don't see Matt going anywhere. That's Goot's guy, unless he completely loses the locker room. Uh, that's the only way I see Matt LaFleur getting the boot this season. Yeah, that's probably a better way of explaining what I was just trying to say, Chad. I think that's that's a really, really good way of explaining it, man. So, all right. Um, Creed, final thought here. Says, fair enough. I love the breakdowns. Great channel. Can't wait for the next. Creed, we appreciate you swinging through, buddy. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Guys, I'm getting out of here. I'm about to lose my voice. And if I do lose my voice, then these guys are doing the show by themselves and not. And I'm just going to sit here and act important and nod like I agree with everything they say. So we're out of here. Thank you guys for hanging out. Didn't expect to go two hours, but again, man, had a little bit of time and we got through it all. I think it's important to cover it all. I don't think I'm going to put this one out in podcast form because it is a little bit lengthy. I'll see if Ryan wants it in podcast form, but um, I think it's better to see it visually anyway. And we'll be doing a show tonight, so we'll have content. But thank you all for hanging out in the chat. You were absolutely awesome. Thank you for the encouragement, um, kind words, all that. Really, really appreciate y'all making us a, a part of your day. So we're out of here. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you tonight, um, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, for uh, Packers Total Access Live. We'll break down some of the uh, – some of the injury report, we're going to hear from Paul Brettel. That's going to be great. He's going to give us a little insider information. And then we might look at uh, previewing 
the Packers Rams game uh, this week at at uh, at Lambeau Field. So thank y'all for hanging out. We'll talk to y'all tonight. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Your right five and field inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. So look at this play. We'll be trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.